And now, introducing the man who's beginning to suspect that perhaps this LeBron James character is actually good at basketball as he says, quote, maybe it's time I realize my lifelong strategy of betting against him in Las Vegas is probably the reason I'm living out of a cardboard box, unquote eager to prove that he was not only uninvolved in the recent arson attempt at the local mini-golf course, but that he in fact tried to stop it. The security footage showed him berating the beloved animatronic prospector at the 14th hole while, ca while carrying a gas canister, as he was overheard saying, quote, you've witnessed me losing to my children for the last time, unquote. He is Glenn Clark. I'm guessing you didn't watch the game. He played fine. I mean, he, Anthony Davis he was, was great. He was okay. Anthony Davis was great. Yeah, Anthony Davis was had nothing to do with LeBron James. I'm whatsoever. just saying, if you were to bet against the Lakers, you would have been well, yeah, by I mean, association a, betting against LeBron the prob James. The problem was I took all of Jeremy's baseball bets last ah. night, and that did not do so well. That so you're saying you uh, you took the choice bets, the Glenn, yep, the Glenn choice bets. That's the mistake I make I when I get bored. I think you should publish your bored. own article for PressBox yeah, Online of Glenn's picks, of okay, Jeremy's yeah, picks, I don't think for that, what to fade. Yeah, it should not That would be that. a pretty good bit. Yeah, it might be a good bit. <laughs> Hi, good morning from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. He actually said to bet on the Lakers last night, too. I didn't take any of his NBA bets because... I didn't want to bet against the Suns. You didn't agree emotionally. But no, no, no. It was it was the other one too. That he also wanted to go back to the under on the Blazers Nuggets, which again did not hit. Well, that was a good. So you could have, you could I, have just it faded it. It could have gone worse. You could have just faded no, it. No, I didn't for, want to bet against for, it. for your for your own principles. I didn't want to bet against it. I, I just get didn't it. want to bet with it. You should just. So I decided I wasn't going to bet any of the NBA bets. I was just going to go with all the baseball bets, and I think I went zero for four. Try one night. Yeah. Taking your picks from Jeremy's picks mm -hmm. and Costanzaing them, okay, and just doing the, the opposite, opposite of yeah, what I've you would do. Kyle, I've tried that before. Have you? Yeah, I have. Not with Jeremy's picks. Yes, oh, really? I have. Wow, you're yeah. skilled. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's what it is. That's why I should only be betting on Mondays. That's all I should do is bet on Mondays. But I'm an idiot, and I get bored, and I say, I want some action tonight. Let me get some action from the back section. We need body rocking. Yeah, that's yes, what I was feeling last night. And uh, I should not have done that. I should not have done Did that not whatsoever. pan out. Um, and by the way, it's not that LeBron James isn't a good basketball player. He's obviously quite a good one. It's just that last night had nothing to do with LeBron James. He was fine. He played fine. He, he played was, better than you. Eh, uh, you what do you think you, you really added? I know in the stat sheet that you had like 40 rebounds, but like. Uh, the story was Anthony Davis, who was a monster. And the other story is that, it, look, the, the Chris Paul thing yeah, ended right. up being, you know, far too overwhelming for the Suns to be able to, to recover. He's just not, he's he's not, he, he's Sad not, story arc that it's, it's a, Oh, it's, that aw it's, it's uh, awful. But it's a, the real bummer is that Devin Booker is stunk. Like, it's one well, thing he that. He played well in the first game. He played well in the first game, yeah. yes, correct. And yeah. since then, he's stunk. He played okay in the first half of the second game. He was okay. He was he okay was in the first okay. half of the second game. That's, that's the, what? That, that, that's not how the, we're judging what, players anymore? Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> Believe it or not, that's not the judgment. <laughs> you need to be better than that. You need to be good. Uh, in fact, right now they need Devin Booker to be really good because they don't oh, have yeah, Chris Paul. They need Paul. him to be otherworldly. Yes, correct, and he's not that. And DeAndre so. Ayton isn't going like, to create. Well, Don, DeAndre Ayton has been, been great. He's very been consistent in the post. But he can only do uh, so much. Yes, correct. That's the problem. They need they need somebody to hit some shots. Yeah. Last night they were. I was like, I, I can go do this, guys. If you uh, just want to miss a bunch of mid-range okay, jumpers yeah, yeah, yeah. and open threes, I can do this. No, I can yeah, absolutely. We'll take a third of yeah, what they're correct. taking. Far cheaper. You know what? A tenth. Far cheaper. Eh, let's not sell ourselves. Short. I'm saying we, if it really came down to it, and What's they that? said it's only this. We're paying you a tenth of the veterans minimum what'd for you, playing the you, series. What would you do today? I want to know. 
How did I? Uh, it's uh, on this Friday. Uh, uh, did Brian Powell say something? Yeah, Brian Powell says, can we talk about the write-up of today's show on Facebook? So don't edit it yet. Let me. I, I haven't looked at it. On this Friday, Glenn Clark Radio, Glenn and Kyle Ottenheimer talk Ravens, Orioles, and more. At 1040, Navy head football coach Ken Niamatololo talks about the team coming to Baltimore to play Air Force in 2022, how spring practice went, and some reflections on Memorial Day. At 11, Baltimore boxer Franchon Cruz de Zern. I think I really did anything. I gotta be honest with you. Maybe I'm missing it too. <laughs> I don't think maybe I did I'm, anything maybe wrong. Maybe I'm also missing it. Oh, it's not. It's Notre Dame. It's Notre Dame. Okay. Yeah, it's Notre Dame. Okay. You did get that wrong. It is Notre Dame. Wait. Well, you told me Air Force. I didn't say Air Force. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I assure you, I didn't. Okay. It's, well, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. It's I mean, we will Notre never Dame. be able to prove what I what I what I am pretty confident I heard. You didn't. I'm telling you, you didn't. I didn't say that. Right. I'm telling you. All right. I don't know where you're getting that from. Look, we will never be able to, well, I, to I, determine I can who assure, is right. I can assure you. <laughs> okay. It's too. It's twofold. But it speaks to a I bigger. I get it. I get it. I get it. It speaks it. Like, to a bigger I, problem. There is it's sure. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I hear you. You should just know these things. This is what we do for a living. These are the types of things that you should know. Fair All enough. Right? That's 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 the bigger issue. Fair enough. Yeah. Look, I heard what I heard, but I you're you not did, wrong. You didn't hear that. I assure you of that. You did not hear that. I can promise you that's the case. And we need to always be recording each other. No, that's not a thing. You don't need to do that. You hear that, I Steve? I promise you that never happened. Or Bill. What? Oh, you were talking to Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. Yeah. All right. Hi. Hi. Glenn Clark Radio, Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. Chesapeake Employers Insurance is your workers' compensation insurance specialist. Uh, Orioles are what, 10? Is that 10 or Was that 10 or 11? 10. 10. They're at 10. They're double digits now. So if you're going to do something, do it well. The problem is all the other bad teams are trying really hard. Pirates are really going Well, the Pirates, it. I mean, it's one of the most inexcusable things that's ever happened in humanity, but, you know, it's what it is. Um, all the other bad teams are really bad. There is no distance whatsoever for the Orioles, despite the fact that they are, you would think, currently the worst team in baseball. They have no breathing I mean, room at all. Yeah, it's, they're not necessarily the worst. Well, they are by record. They I get are the worst it, but team you get what I you what know what I mean. I, don't I think know. that the Pirates are worse than the Orioles. Why do you think that? Who do they have? Man, who like, do they have? Do you think the Orioles have a John Means and the Pirates don't? Yes. Okay. I mean, like, then why are the Orioles a worse team? Well, look, well, I understand what you're saying. Like, that's but a, the Orioles didn't do that yesterday. Okay, so they didn't do that. They've I done think plenty the Pirates are going for it. I think that was a conscious no, decision no. from the that top was, down. That was definitely not that. Guys, no, no need to cover first. Pirates currently sitting at 18 and 31. Uh, the Diamondbacks at 18 and 33. The Tigers at 19 and 31. The Orioles at 17 and 33. So they're still tight between those four teams trying to compete to get the number one. Who are the pick. Diamondbacks? The Diamondbacks are really just kind of just existing out there, huh? Like they don't really have anybody of any meaning currently. Isn't Kettle Marte hurt? Uh, if you say so, I don't. I he was earlier in the I, year. I, I'm not paying. But beyond him, I can't really name. I gotta be honest. Don't they have Starling Marte out there? Wasn't he well, the Diamondback? They had uh, Madison Bumgarner, didn't they? He did. Yeah, he was a third quote unquote no hitter. Didn't he? I mean, like, uh, isn't he on that team? Yeah, but yeah. other than that, like, they're just. I mean, hey, welcome to the club, right? What? Just existing out here. Yeah, in I mean, baseball like, world. yeah, it's rough. It's <laughs> real. It's hard out here for a pimp. You know what I mean? Like, um. I, you know, I don't know what else to say. It, it didn't go well last time. Bruce Zimmerman was okay. Like, he yeah, other than getting rocked in that one pitch. Yeah, I mean, but other than that, Bruce Zimmerman was, was quite good. Um, Not as good as that Blue Jays rookie. Who's that? I don't know anything. Manoa. Who's that? He's uh, He looks, he's an interesting looking cat. He's a Florida kid. 
He's six, six foot six, got like tattoos on his arms and like a nice burly beard, and he's sort of built like a like a football player a little bit, but not like in a muscular way. Um, he like he looked good. That kid looked good. He was he shut down the Yankees over six scoreless. He only threw like, I mean it was it was very impressive. Okay, I mean I don't, I just don't know anything about him. I can't I cannot. He's speak. their top pitching prospect. I if believe. you say so, I will choose to believe you. This is not my area. I have to admit to that. But in two years, I'm going to say that I knew about him all along. Yeah. That's the way that will go. You. Uh, you always pretend. To and then the Rays also have a young kid that's. Mighty impressive. Oh, yeah, that's stunning. The <laughs> ra- you mean the Rays? He's a lefty. The, the Tampa Rays? He's a lefty that uh, touches 101 as a starter uh-huh. with a 93-mile-per-hour slider. Oh, man, that and sounds a nice good. nice changeup. That sounds good. Where do we get those? Well, you're going to have to trade for him, and it's uh, not going to happen until he's almost ready to go to free agency. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Um, anyway, yeah, the Orioles lost again. Hope- hopefully they'll win one at some point. But Or you yeah, know what? You know what? If they yep. happen to just... Stay the worst team in baseball yep. for the entirety of the year. I, yep. Yeah. Elijah I'll, Green I'll, or whoever it may be would be I'll, well, I mean, welcome. Yeah, I'd live. I'd live. All right. Um, so anyway, here's what's coming up on the program today. We will chat with Navy football co- as as we were reading from Facebook. We'll chat with Navy yes. football coach Ken Niamatololo. They are coming back to Baltimore in 2022. Um, also, we will chat with the fascinating. I did not know uh, this guest's story entirely. Franchon Cruz Desern is a Baltimore boxer who happens to be the super middleweight champion of the world, which is pretty amazing. On top of that, she's like a fashion designer and a singer who was once on American Idol. She's a really fascinating person. Um, so we're going to talk all about her. She's got a, a title unification bout coming up in uh, just a couple of weeks on Triller Fight Club down in Miami, so we chat with her about that and just her overall fascinating story um, with Franchon Cruz Desern later on in the program, and Kyle Bradish, who is a Norfolk Tides pitcher currently, an Orioles prospect, and a pitcher that has really risen during the course of this year. He will join us on the program today as well. So that's all coming up. Um, I'm going to throw a bad pun in there. It's not really. It's a good one. Okay. It's a bad good one. I'll decide. Rising tides. Not worth it. it. You get it. Not worth. Do you get it? I get it. Are you sure? I need you to know. I get it. Because when it's it's the moon when the moon is happening. But I get it. Are you? I just need you to know. I get it. Uh, As I mentioned, we're in the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Press Box. Chesapeake Employers Insurance is your workers' compensation insurance specialist. And right now, you can get 50% off all styles of windows, plus put no money down, make no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months with Window Nation, 866-90NATION, or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you Window Nation, the perfect fit. I don't want to do nothing but Julio Jones until the Julio Jones thing gets you know, figured out. I, I'd like to talk about other things, but what are we going to do? Talk about the Orioles? Talk about the weather. Yeah, yeah. I don't have so much to say about the Orioles. I'm not going to do that. So, yeah, the Julio Jones thing remains fascinating and kind of got cold water thrown on yesterday by Josina Anderson from ESPN as there seemed to be like a, a bit of a competition between various reporters to get some Julio Jones nuggets out there in the Twitter sphere and the, uh, I don't know, the, the news cycle, if you will. Uh, Josina Anderson, one of the other 
NFL reporters from ESPN got a, uh, a note out yesterday as well, much like we talked about Diana Rossini. Uh, she decided that she had wanted to get a little bit of information out there, and she essentially suggested that it's... And by the way, I guess this is older than... I guess I was wrong. This was not yesterday. This was older than that. And in fact, now I'm starting to think that that might have been or a maybe dupe. It's maybe I got duped by somebody else. Ooh, look at you. Now I might, it might got a duped by uh, another website. You got a fake account going? Oh, I'm starting to worry about that. <laughs> I'm starting to worry about that. Hang on a second. Let me pull this up. This was a story yesterday from the USA Today Ravens Wire. I make sure this is legit. I thought this was legit. Yeah, it said, "My understanding is Baltimore likes the young core of receivers." Yeah, okay, this is right. No, no, she did tweet this. She was asked by someone, "Ravens got Julio," and her response in a quote tweet was, "My understanding is Baltimore likes the young core of receivers they have. This is not on the radar at the moment." A number of intriguing possibilities out there for Julio, but enjoy your Memorial Weekends. Relax. Which, I have no idea of right, thank you, how these things yeah. are remotely related to each other. <laughs> I wasn't like, gonna. Yeah, right? Now that, now that you... You gave me the what okay. What a bizarre way for that tweet to turn, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I frankly hadn't planned anything. I mean, like, I guess she's just sick of having people ask her about Julio Jones. Like, <laughs> I got bad news. Yeah, lady, that's kind of... Sorry. sorry. This is not a knock on Josina Anderson. what you're talking about. Quite right good next. at her job. Yes, this is... <laughs> that's that's what's going on right now, and you work as an NFL reporter. Yeah. I, I, I'm not... I, I, I get it. Uh, I'm sure fans probably. I'm sure you get you get sick of it, and you're like, this is what your Twitter timeline looks like. But that means you're relevant enough for people to care. And I know that's a difficult thing for us to talk about, and it's a whole deal. But that's that's I, I it was what a weird turn for that tweet to take. It it comes off less as a report in rereading it. Now that I know the context that she was asked about it, I didn't realize that somebody somebody on Twitter said. Ravens got Julio. It's less I went out of my way to go talk to somebody and try to get to the mm-hmm. bottom of it. It was more my understanding is Baltimore likes the young core of receivers they have. Which I have okay, well, kind I, of would expect that to be I, what I, they would I say I don't think they're well. going to say they don't like the right. young core of receivers they and have. And they're not mutually exclusive. If, I don't know if you remember correctly. They were offended that we suggested right. that they needed receivers just a couple of months sure. ago, and then they went out and drafted two of them. But it's also not mutually exclusive. You can like your core and still think you could benefit from adding more. Yes, both things can be true. All of that can be true. My, if, if I've, I'm, I didn't really put this out there as a think tank today, but if I did, what I would put out there is how bothered would you be if this is true? It's one thing to say, hey, if the price for Julio Jones just ends up being too much, if it just gets too competitive, if somebody else is just willing to pay a first-rounder, it's one thing to say at that point, I can live with the fact that it's not the Ravens. It wasn't make or break for me that they get Julio Jones. My question would be, how bothered would you be if the answer was, we just didn't really get involved because we think we're done. We never really went any further i mean there is reports that they did discuss julio jones the falcons before the draft but if the answer is once we got through the draft and we picked up two two more receivers two more receivers and we had signed sammy Watkins, we just decided we were done and we didn't even bother to have the conversation how much would that bother you would be the question that i would have today and it's not you know it's not all that dissimilar from other questions that we've asked, but I think it is unique. 
partly because we'll never really know, right? Like, we'll never know with certainty that that was the reason. If on Tuesday Julio Jones gets dealt to the Patriots, it's not likely to be that uh, Eric DaCosta is going to, you know, call in to... Mm-hmm. 1057 the fan say, oh, we and say or, or no and say didn't. guys we just we, right. we were we never, never interested yeah. we were just never interested in Julio Jones we're never likely to know unless there was a report that came out that said like the Ravens didn't even call correct the right. Ravens never called they decided they were done at right. wide receiver once they got the guys they got they had no interest at any point after the draft in Julio Jones which you know which is not they impossible, would, but it would and, be a and they might also even dispute and, that if it got out there, sure. right? Like they might they might not. I don't I don't know who how would that benefit would from having that. Whatever. Correct. All, Correct. All hypothetical that we're so I'm I'm what I'm talking about is something we'll probably never know. But if the answer really is as is suggested by Josina Anderson, if the answer really is the Ravens aren't Julio Jones is not on their radar because they think they like. They're doing the Buck Showalter bit. They oh, like their guys. guys. And the receivers only so important to us. How much would that bother you? Me? Yeah, sure. Because I haven't put it on Twitter yet. I mean, I'd be pretty pissed. I would too. Yeah, I mean, it's this is under the assumption that this is simply a why would we ever call? Like, why would we need to inquire about that? Have you seen our roster? Like in that world where that's the narrative here, where the Ravens are. You know, so content with the group in house that they didn't even explore the possibility. I'd be pissed. I mean, this is a for a franchise that has operated in such a way where even like this has always been the Ravens type of opportunity. Even when they were acknowledging and didn't try to draft and develop wide receivers in the early rounds, this was always how they added wide receivers. So in a way, it would be like, now we're deciding this isn't the way we're going to do it. And it's an acknowledgement that it would be sort of a, a misunderstanding about the way to build a receiving core, right? That it's not one or the other. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It should be both, mm-hmm. right? Like, you should be both investing in the draft. And when opportunities like this come up, via trade or via free agency, because you understand the difference. I agree. And so if they were not to pick up the phone, and you know, if, if they were to call and say, oh, it's a first-round pick's what it's going to cost for us because we're going to be probably picking later in the first round, they have offers from teams in the second round that are likely going to be picking in the top half mm-hmm. of the second round. So if we were going to do it, if we were going to make sure we were going to get them, we'd have to give them a first. So we're not going to be able to it's do a different that. different conversation. I would be like, look, I get that. It's a calculated choice. It's right. you doing your job. You knew the cost. You knew what your price was, what you were willing to do, and it did not mesh up. So then I get it. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't want to go down that road. But if you didn't even know what that road was... I'd be pissed. And there, there might be some gray area in there where they say, well, we knew what it was because we called before the draft, right? Like, we called before the draft. We well, found out what... Things have clearly, by reports, right. changed right. since the, under, the draft. That's the understanding. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement. I can't... Again, it's going to be very difficult for us to know the answer, but if that... If somehow we did, if somehow it is confirmed, the Ravens simply decided they... That Rashad Bateman and Sammy Watkins was more than enough. Mm-hmm. 
They had no Tyler interest Wallace. in. People like Tyler Wallace. It's fine, but I that's no it. different than throwing in Devin Duvernay, and you sure. know what I mean. Like that, that. That's not a. He's not an impact guy on day one. Sure. That they believe they got their impact day one wide receivers, and there was no need for them to even poke around on Julio Jones. I would be closer to pissed. I wouldn't be apoplectic. I'm not, as I said before, I don't think this season is make or break based on Julio Jones. I think it drastically improves their chances, but I don't think it's make or break. I think they can still win even without Julio Jones. I don't think they were guaranteed to win with Julio Jones. But if that's the reason, if the reason is we just think we did enough, it would be particularly infuriating because it involves Sammy Watkins. And I wrote this when they acquired Sammy Watkins. Now, I specifically said then, you know, you still have to do more. And they can say they did. They can say, well, we did do more after Sammy Watkins. We didn't spend the entire offseason on Sammy Watkins. But it's predicated on the idea that Sammy Watkins is part of the solution. And that doesn't work for me. I think it was – I'm thinking of it more in the sense of – and I think the Sammy Watkins thing isn't nothing in their mind, of course. They would say and bring him up when they talked about the offseason for wide receivers if they were not to be in on Julio Jones. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it, you're it, probably right. It would be infuriating for me that your decision-making process on Julio Jones would be in any way impacted by Sammy Watkins, which isn't me tra- – that it. comes off as me trashing Sammy Watkins. It's not me trashing him. It's saying take an actual look mm-hmm. at what this player is. This is a guy that you should want as further along on the depth chart as possible. Not to say, you know, he, you should be cutting him because you just signed him for five million bucks. I get it. Six and a half, right? Was it six and a half? I, I thought so. it was five. Jesus. Was it really? I believe so. All right. Um, the point being, this is a guy that should be your at, at best third receiver and really more the fourth receiver, the guy that can help out that you're not counting on because he's not on the field. This is the guy that's the injury problem. Not Julio Jones. Sammy Watkins is the injury problem. Both be no, compare the games they've I'm played. Not saying, it ain't close. I am not saying that they are equals throughout the course of their career. I'm saying probably at this point in their careers, there are probably similar risks. Uh, the, there's. I mean, Julio missed like seven games last year. That's right? one year. Sammy Watkins has missed games every year. He doesn't play 16 games. I get it. Like, he just doesn't do it. I get it. It's insane. But yet, Julio Jones is the guy that we talk about this with. Instead of talking about it with Sammy Watkins, who's the guy that never plays. The Sammy Watkins thing stands out to me. It's, it's troubling that we're counting on Sammy Watkins as being part of the answer. It's troubling that we're pretending like Sammy Watkins is a solution. That's, that's not what Sammy Watkins should be at this point in his career. He's the guy that you got because the other guys wouldn't sign here. That's what Sammy Watkins is. And that's fine, you know, in, a, in the take what you can get, don't do nothing capacity but to make plans or to make other decisions about your roster based on the guy that you could sign because nobody else would sign, eek, not okay. And again, I don't know this. I'm not, it's also not me trying to question Josina Anderson, who's extremely plugged in 
And I don't think that she's just pulling well, things also, out of thin There's air. also room for both things to be true. I mean, this, is, this isn't her reporting. The Ravens are not checking in at all. And, and she did use specific phrasing. She, the phrasing that she used was... They like their guys. At the moment. No, she said, this is not on their radar at the moment. Right. And I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means they're waiting. They, they know what the price was when they checked in. They didn't like the price. And they're waiting to see if the price comes back towards what they like. That might be another way of saying, you know, it would be on our radar if we were talking about, like as uh, Randy Mueller suggested the other day, if we were talking about a third-round pick, this would be on our radar. If we're talking about a, you know, a, a second-round pick and insert thing here, nah, we're not, that's not on our radar. We're not looking to do that. that might, there might be some room within the wording of that for that to be true. So I'm not, I'm not suggesting that I know this is a fact. It's a hypothetical. If the answer really is just about them saying, nah, we're good, how much would that bother you? Andrew Stecka is checking in this morning. I know Andrew was listening this morning. Good morning, morning. Andrew. Good morning, Andrew. Andrew, uh, we'll have you do next Thursday. Andrew's getting ready to come to town, by the way. Ooh, he's uh, to pay a off, bit of uh, yeah, drinking, he's huh? He's doing a bit of, well, some shots. Yeah, yeah. he's doing shot, shot, yeah. shot, 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 shot. Because he got his shot. They, he got his shot, so he can right? do his shots. Uh, wrote it yeah, about correct, about uh, tuna fish and yeah. sardine juice. That's a fact. Anytime a team turns up its nose at approving upon their current roster for no reason, it should enrage everyone. If the Ravens did that, it should be inexcusable. Um, there's a lot there, right? Like I should, I, we should enrage Pittsburgh, you know. What do you mean? Pittsburgh would probably be all right with it. Everyone. Pit- Wait, what? He means everyone in Baltimore. Well, any, yeah. Any well, I mean, if uh, any, but he's more saying any team that you root for. If your team is doing that, it should enrage all of the fans of that team. Yes. And, I mean, know, to an like, extent, if you have right, a team and, that's and, like, if, and, if, well, if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers said, well. I <laughs> think we're probably not going to pick up the phone on this one, even though we do know Julio Jones is a really, really good football right, player. Right. You say, okay, I get it. Yeah. Like, you've got a lot of wide receivers. You know what I mean? Like, I, you might not have room right. for Julio Jones. Um, and I would just say the same thing. Um, oh God, I'd probably say the same thing about Detroit. No, if it, it, when you say any player or improving your roster. Like, no, you're not going to bite on the Detroit joke? Oh yeah, I mean obviously they're they're loaded, they're good. You know, I'm saying more like if the Ravens had, uh, you know, said we're good at cornerback, I I would be more understanding yeah, of Stephane, that. You know, yeah, I get it. Right. right? Like now, look, if you can get Stephon Gilmore for a second round pick, no, I don't I don't care who you got on your roster. Of course you don't do that. I don't want. But him. no, you don't want Gilmore. <laughs> You'd pass on that. Um, I think there are unique circumstances. Right now, I don't think I would want the Ravens trading a high draft pick for a defensive tackle. I think I would pass on that. Was it Aaron Donald? If you know, All right. If it was Aaron Donald, yes, I would want. Damn it, Kyle. All right. You know what? Stecka was right. I just take it all back. Stecka is right. Stecka is right. And to some extent, I do agree. I do agree that it's, it's always this case. But I think this is unique to me. It is unique about the Ravens' situation and the suggestion that specifically – they're good at wide receiver, which I don't agree with. I think they might be. I think they're better than they were. But for trying to win a Super Bowl, I don't think they're good at wide receiver. Well, it's, I, it's, it's, it remains the – like right now, the receivers they have have to prove that they deserve respect. Correct. Yes, they're, they're, they're guys on paper for the most part. I mean – 
Bateman's a, a very we we love the idea yes. that Rashad Bateman is going to step in and be and, a number one target, and that it's not it's not impossible he could be right. And like, we're still probably being a little unfair to how good Hollywood Brown has. I been. love Hollywood Brown. I think he's a very useful football player. Right. But they still need somebody that can be leaned on, and Bateman has to prove that that's the case, right? Correct. Like if they're going to go into the year with the guys they have currently, they have to be. Proving and there's that. there's more reason right now to think Sammy Watkins isn't that guy than to think that he sure. is that guy. Sammy Watkins throughout his career has been used as a useful chess piece to have on the football field as, you know, he'll have big games here and there. He's fast enough where the defense is going to give him some space off the line. He'll make some plays for you that are going to help you win, but you're not leaning on him. No. The, the, the more likely scenario is that you can't lean on sure. him. Um, and that's... Could could Sammy Watkins be a revelation? Could he be healthy for 16 games? And I mean, look, what is a revelation, right? Like, it's all relative, right? Like, I don't imagine Sammy Watkins being the reason the Ravens end up throwing for 4,500 yards, right? They're not going to rewrite the offense and suddenly turn into a passing heavy offense because of Sammy Watkins, nor would they because of Julio Jones. And I don't know how many yards there are to go around in a Ravens offense. I really don't. I, I don't know either. I don't know either just because the nature of how much they're going to throw versus what they're, you know, they're not going to throw. From MF, it puts some pressure on Bateman, in my opinion. He's really got to produce in year one if that's the case. Well, yeah, I mean, like, there's no doubt. I mean, it, you can spread that around. It puts more pressure on Hollywood Brown. He's got to be better uh, throughout the course of 17 games sure. than just the guy that we saw at the end of last year. It puts pressure on Sammy Watkins to be on the field mm-hmm. um, and to to creates opportunity to be for, reliable for the other guys, the Duvernays, the Boykins, the Prochets, the right. But, but it's but the it's question isn't really about we 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 know that's what the right. case is. How are you okay with it as a fan? From from Tony, Tony says, "Look, I have not been on the this has to be Julio or bust train, but if they're really not even checking in, it would piss me off." There is no reason not to find out what the cost would be. What if you find out that you can have him for a song? Yeah, I mean, right. and again, I'm not, I, I'm not jumping that far. We do believe that mm-hmm. the Ravens did, based on reports, we do believe the Ravens checked in on Julio prior to the draft, and that might have given them a, a picture. And there's nothing that says in that Josina Anderson report that they haven't checked in. That they haven't sure. – in NFL circles, everyone is aware of what's going on. Everyone is aware of the Julio Jones situation. They might very well be aware of it. They just might be deciding, eh, you know, for where we are, for who we've got. We just don't, we just don't think so. But I'm okay with that if it's about the price. I'm not okay with it if it's about the, the situation not doing the due have. diligence. No, if, if, or just, that they think they're they, okay. Them yeah. just saying – sure. We have we we have our we guys. We just don't we just don't need yet. to do this. We got sure. a receiver in the draft. We don't need to do this. This is not that's not a world that we need to live in. We'd we'd rather not be giving up a pick because we think the players that we have are good enough. I'm not I'm just not okay with that. I'm not good with it. And from Dan, Dan says, I don't think I'd be angry, but I would be disappointed. It's one more opportunity for them to make a bold move, something this team never seems to do. I think Dan has tweeted us that a few different times. Uh, as we've been talking about Julio Jones. It's not that they never make bold moves. That's unfair. It was bold from the trade back into the first round of draft Lamar Jackson a couple years ago to completely change, be the only team doing one thing that nobody else was doing. That was a bold move. It's not as if they've never made bold moves. If you mean they've never now, been the one that's 
gotten a player that was that everybody in the league con- was competing right. for like like right. that everybody yes. was putting in offers for and yes. stuff. They're not typically that team. That's fair, but they've made bold moves. That's that part specifically is not true. Um, so I, I well, maybe Earl Thomas. I don't even know what his other offers were, but who knows. Uh, it did not seem as though it was <laughs> probably yeah, negotiated yeah, against electric. themselves in that yeah, one. <laughs> might, might prove to have been the case. Continue to get me your thoughts in response to Josina Anderson's tweet. And again, the wording is, my understanding is Baltimore likes the young core of receivers they have. This is not on the radar at the moment. And then uh, have a good memorial. Day yeah, enjoy yourselves. It's a celebration. Relax, she said, which is a very strange part of the tweet. But the other part of the tweet significant half of it relevant the other half of it <laughs> take it as you will nonsense have no idea why they all end up in the same Just tweet keep it, but keep it in mind you, know. you got the okay to have a good time right from I, Anderson. I, and i and i i guess i guess that i thought maybe if she was signing off for the weekend that might have made more sense she's tweeted since she's tweeted since then so i i don't know. how do you think about like, memorial day she's not even relaxing herself she's not even taking her right. advice any more advice about it no. uh, i haven't seen any i'm looking at josina i think anderson's that could be a new Twitter. thing for her i'm not i this sounds like i'm mocking josina anderson no. i'm not mocking josina anderson I, I it was bit. just <laughs> weird it was a weird way to, to put fun. all of I'm that. having fun. Huh? Yeah, it's fun. I just yeah. want to make. I'm, she's not the victim of no, what no, I'm. No. I'm just saying it's a weird. She can, she can be both very good at her job, right, and, and also tweet. I've made. Silly I've things. had plenty of yes. weird tweets in my sure. day. Plenty of weird tweets. She tweeted a lot about the Brandon Jacobs thing yesterday. He's not going to get signed. <clears throat> I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I don't think Brandon Jacobs is going to be on a roster. I don't. How think old is he now? To be the, I don't even know. It can't be that I don't old. think he's 34, is he? You think he might be 34? He like might he get be 34. 2009, 2010. Oh, he's far past 34. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was earlier. 38. Yeah, it's not happening. 38. Right? Yeah, Brandon Jacobs is not going to be on a football team next year. That's not going to be a thing. All right, uh, today's show uh, brought to you as well by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. When we come back in, Navy football coach Ken Niamatololo is going to join us. They're coming back to Baltimore. We'll talk to him about that, uh, how the spring went for him, all sorts. I just love talking to Ken Niamatololo. That's on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. This is how you get a premium cup of coffee. Better and faster than the drip, drip, drip method. And way better than a large urn of lukewarm coffee made who knows when. At Royal Farms, our new Swiss-made coffee machines grind fresh, premium beans on the spot and then brew them one cup at a time for the freshest, most flavorful cup of premium coffee you can buy. This is Royal Farms coffee. It's better because it's the freshest coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. 
Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce Silver Anniversary New York Strip Steak, the Smoky Thigh Wings, a Double Bacon and Cheddar Burger, the Strip Steak Sandwich, Barbecue Chicken Bowl, and their Silver Anniversary Turtle Cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's Silver Anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil's Backbone, and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online, win a trip to Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe. With competitive pricing and an AM Best, A-minus financial strength rating, it's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit, and after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off every style window, plus put no money down, make no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you Window Nation, the perfect fit. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. Adam Cole. How are you guys doing today? Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ. Drew McIntyre. Oh, thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Damn. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Yeah. Le Champion. Chris Jericho. Le Champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com. Slash Radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Tweet us at Glenn Clark Radio. 21st Century Talk Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. All right, back in here on GCR. Tucker Fest, June 27th at Jerry's Toyota. Justin Tucker, the man himself, will be there. You can get your picture and autograph for just $50, and that's money that's going to the Brigance Brigade, a wonderful charity that we should all love and their fight against ALS. But the event itself is free. You can come out, put your purple on, hang out with other fans, participate in the cornhole tournament. Uh, you can knock Jeremy Khan into the water in the dunk booth. You can check out if live. your arm's good enough. That's a fact. And he's going to be taunting you the entire time. I assure you of that. I'm going to taunt him for his baseball picks last night. Um, oh, and, and for my, <laughs> And for me taking them. Yeah. Uh, live broadcast, live music from Joey Harkham and Dave T, food trucks, other events. I mean, it's just going to be an awesome day. And, yeah, it all celebrates uh, a kicker that we're all fond of, Justin Tucker. Tucker Fest, June 27th at Jerry's Toyota. Find out more by going to great 8 memorabiliacom 
And I would encourage you to be at GreatEightsMemorabilia.com right now for any number of reasons. There are a lot of events coming up, uh, some involving the uh, new class of rookies here in Baltimore, um, some involving just awesome, like, getting back to normalcy parties and events and private signings with some heroes of Baltimore sports, all sorts of stuff happening in the Great Eights memorabilia universe. And what we love about Chris and his company is that they are very centered on charity and doing things for the right reasons, and that's why we are big supporters of him and what Great Eights memorabilia is all about. Again, GreatEightsMemorabilia.com with the number 8, GreatEightsMemorabilia.com to find out more and TuckerFest June 27th. Had to do this a little bit earlier today because it's graduation season in Annapolis, and he's a busy man, but an opportunity to catch up with the head coach of the Navy football team, Kenny Amatololo, right here on GCR. It's always a pleasure anytime I get to catch up with our next guest. Uh, we're particularly happy because we got word that uh, his team's coming back to Baltimore in 2022 to take on Notre Dame. That's a great thing. He is, of course, the head coach of the Navy midshipmen. He's the great Kenny Amatololo, and he joins us now here on GCR. Coach, it's great to chat with you as always, my friend. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Hey, Glenn, how you doing? Always love coming on the show, bro. I know that's true, and you've always been good to us, and I always appreciate it. Coach, you know, but before uh, we get anywhere else, I, w- I wonder if I could. I was thinking about this week when uh, I knew you were going to be on. Um, it's, it's Memorial Day weekend, right? And uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, festivities and people out having fun with life getting back to normal a little bit. And I'm imagining that you're someone who probably has gained new perspective over the years for Memorial Day during the time that you have spent in and around this Navy program. Can, can, can you, not to like somber everybody up or, or say we're not allowed to, to be outside and have a good time, anything like that, but can you give me any of the perspective that you've gained about this weekend and this time from your time at the academy? No, you're right, Glenn. I haven't been here for so long. Haven't seen our guys go out and serve, especially knowing those that have come before and served our great country, uh, being able to remember all those that, you know, paid the ultimate sacrifice. It's, it is very somber because you know that our, our guys will be in harm's way. The guys that I coach will be in harm's way. But, um, very appreciative of them, very appreciative of those that have come before, and just grateful to be an American. You know, I'm just grateful. I never take that for granted. I appreciate that. And obviously, again, it's it just if, if people can take some time this weekend and, and, and reflect and, and remember that and try to avoid, um, you know, forgetting about what this is all about during the course of the weekend just because the weather's nice and life is back to normal. Well, Coach, um, you know, obviously, the you know, good news for us. We love having you in Baltimore, Navy Notre Dame in 2022. It's going to be awesome. I know you guys, you know, go all over the world playing football games, but um, you've had a ton of these in Baltimore over the years. I imagine there's a lot of excitement about bringing this one right down the street, basically home. No, we're we're, we're definitely excited to be able to play there. You know, what I mean, it, uh, playing back here. You know, we, we are very grateful for the Ravens and all that they do for our program. And being able to play here, we're definitely very excited. Like you said, it's a home game for us. 
No doubt. It's absolutely a home game. Unfortunately, we know there's Notre Dame fans everywhere in the world. That's the shame of it. Is they pop up no matter where you go, so there'll be a few of them. But, you know, it's it's still, we know that there's going to be a lot of Navy supporters. It's going to be a phenomenal weekend and an opportunity to do it. And You know, Coach, can you speak to what, what, that, what that means to your program to get so many chances for these kids to play in NFL stadiums, to play – you know, network TV games, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult. I know you you don't get the recruiting isn't the same there as it is other places, but how far that goes for the kids to know that they're going to get opportunities like this. It's a huge selling point for us, Glenn, as we talk about it, you know, being able to play Notre Dame, a storied program, uh, you know, in the country and college football in American sports, but to be able to play them in a post game, to be able to play them in, Raven Stadium right down the street, like you said, from Annapolis. I mean, all of that, the NFL Stadium, playing with the Ravens, playing in Baltimore close by and playing Notre Dame, there are all pluses for our program, and we definitely use that in recruiting, and it's a big selling point for us. Oh, there's no doubt about it, and we can't wait to have you guys there. We wish it was every year, but we get it. you got to move things around and keep it that way, uh, but we're looking forward to 2022. Um, I, I guess the, the question I have to ask, Kenny Amatololo with us on GCR, uh, do you have a feel for whether you got a quarterback right now, Coach, after coming out of the spring? Do you, do you have more of a sense of what things look like headed towards the fall? The thing I feel much better about, Glenn, is our – I feel like we're coming out of it with three guys that are prepared. Okay. For sure right now, you know, it's between uh, Xavier – our line, who you know, started last year against Army, and also Ty Lavatai, who had a really great spring. But also Masai, you know, Maynard also had a great spring. And so, unfortunately, last year, Dalen, uh, you know, didn't get an opportunity. More said also Tiger, Gosselin, too. They didn't have spring ball. Yep. And so they weren't prepared. You know, the option game, the intricacies that Coach Jasper teaches these guys, you know, we weren't able to get live reps. But we feel so much better that – these guys have gotten live reps. Going against Coach Newberry's defense is going straight to, I mean, it, we're, we talk about, like, from a math standpoint, you go from, uh, it's like going from simple arithmetic straight to calculus with you know, trying to decipher his defense. So, you know, that was all really good stuff for our quarterbacks to see, for our linemen. You know, as we talked about too, Glenn, we, you know, the maturation of Malcolm. You know, he had a great senior year, but, as I look back at it now, going against Newberry's and our, our defense for 15 practices was great preparation for him in the season. Sure. Because we, sure. Don't, we, we don't see all those looks. Those looks that we see going against Newberry in 15 days. I mean, in 15 days, we'll see every front and more and coverages. And wow. More wow. And we'll wow. see in 12 games. Wow. You know what I mean? So. It's a great preparation offensively for us going against our defense. So, I mean, you guys are really having him bring all of that out in the spring. Like, you're you're not you're not waiting for the fall in order to pull all that stuff out of the magic box. Well, my thing, kind of, you know, just what I do is, um, I everybody has different philosophies. You know, Glenn, some guys are like, hey, the spring, just keep it simple. We're not trying to trick each other. Yeah. We're just trying to work on fundamentals, yeah. which I'm fine with. But my philosophy is, it's like, hey. You know, uh, defense. You know, do what you feel like you want to do. Whatever you want to work on, and one new ideas you want to do, I'm I'm okay with that. Because we're going to do the same thing on offense. You know, I don't want to like limit anybody. Uh, makes it tough. But to me, that's the game. You know, what I mean, it's not like you can yell across the uh, the sidelines. Hey, 
can you guys get an odd front for us on this play? It works better against the odd front. You know what I mean? It's, you, you gotta, you've got to adjust during the game. And so, you know, that's kind of the nature of what we do offensively, too. We're so, so unique in what we do that many games, we come to a game, Glenn, we have to throw out our game plan because guys got new plans over the offseason. So sure. it's always great game management, game strategy to be able to go and just let, you know, just let the ball roll. And that's kind of how it's been my philosophy. Again, many coaches don't do that. They say, okay, you can only run these plays and only run these fronts. But I've never believed in that. When we, when we talk about where the quarterbacks are particularly, is it a we think right now that Xavier's the guy, or is it like it's going to be a competition again in the summer? You know, it, 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 there's, a, there's a placeholder right now at number one on the depth chart. It's not a decision about, you know, who's actually going to start week one. No, it's still it's still up in the air. Okay, they did so. You know, I mean, I think coming into it, not I think coming into it, Xavier is the clear. He was the starter, but Ty had such a great spring. Sure, that he closed sure. the gap, and he kind of opened all of our eyes. Like, whoa, this kid's actually got a lot of tools that we got to take a look at. And so they recognize, you know, what Coach Jasper and I have told them coming into the going into the summer. Goes, hey guys, whoever has the best summer, the best camp is going to start on Marshall. I mean, we don't know who that is right now. And so I think our competition will be good. It's going to breed, you know, uh, a lot of hard work. And, you know, we're going to need that. We're going to need the guy that's going to be able to fight through uh, this competition to be our quarterback because you need a tough sucker physically and mentally to be, our, to be any signal caller, to be any quarterback. So we feel like it's, 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 going, to, it's going to work out great for our team. And I'm excited for both of them. And again, I'm not counting out Masai. Masai's slightly below them, but Masai's not far off either. He had a really good spring, so I'm, I'm really, really excited about Masai too. So, we, I, Coach Jasper and I are just so ecstatic coming out of spring ball uh, this year compared to where we were, where we are right now in May compared to last year. It's night and day. Uh, Coach, of course, referring to Masai Maynard right now, who's number three on the depth chart. Coach Kenny Amanololo with us here on GCR. And uh, we're getting ready for, uh, for, for, for football. We're getting ready for packed uh, stadiums in Annapolis, which is going to be wonderful. And, of course, that all starts, as Coach mentioned, against Marshall Labor Day weekend, September 4th uh, in Annapolis. Coach, in looking back on everything from a year ago, we talked a couple times during the year about the, you know, everybody went through a lot of difficulties. You guys went through some unique difficulties. When the season was over, were you able to sit down and get a hold of Hey, here's here's what went wrong that was maybe related to the pandemic and what we were and we weren't able to do versus here's what went what went wrong internally that like we have to own and improve from. Did, were you able to maybe get a sense of 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 things that were internal versus external as far as what was truly a very trying season? Yeah, so I really you know from last year, I, it's, it's the analogy that I use is kind of like. I've been doing this for so long, Glenn, and it's like, um, I, I mean, I know what it takes to produce a winning team. Uh, it's kind of like, a, you know, a, a chef that has a, maybe a, a recipe, a guy that does a pizza and has a great pizza, and he knows what it takes to make it. Um, but if you try to make that same pizza and take out some ingredients, you know, don't add this, or don't add, you know it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. So I just, mm-hmm. I knew... It, it wasn't like I needed to reflect on here. I knew we'd be different. 
We didn't have spring ball. The things we do to get ready, I think the, the way we prepare, uh, the way we hit, I think a lot of things that we do are unique um, to a lot of programs. You know what I mean? And so I just feel like not having those, we were a different team. And i give you an example. So we played Temple last year. Uh, and, you know, talking to Coach Kerry before the game, you know, they had a lot of um, things like us. I mean, they they basically weren't able to practice just like we weren't able to practice. And as I watched, as we played them, they weren't the same. You know what I mean, Glenn? Mm-hmm. As we played them, they're the most physical team. In my six years of being in the league, Temple has always been the most physical team that we played. Hmm. But they weren't the same team. But they couldn't do what they normally do. And so... I'm just grateful that we've been able to start by having our normal. We had our off-season conditioning to this point. We had 15 practices in spring ball, which is awesome, going against our defense, defense going against our offense. Uh, We've been able to, you know, we're going to come back in June, and our guys are going to be able to lift with Coach Fitz and our strength staff, and he's going to get them ready. I'm excited. I'm excited because I know we're going to be different because we're going to be able to do all the ingredients that we normally do. Coach, you know, have you gotten a sense for everything that you've been through, just what it's going to mean, normalcy, fans and stands, not having to worry about, you know, testing all the time and whether games might be canceled? Like, has it given you a new perspective for, like, the joy that just a regular football season might bring? I'm so ecstatic about thinking about that. Just be able to practice this past spring and be normal. You know, last year I had – I had no idea what type of practice that was we were doing, but it wasn't football. You know what I mean? But I know I'm, I was just excited that we had normal practices, and I know to be able to have a chance, Glenn, to come back to have a packed Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium is going to be huge for us. We have a really, really tough schedule, which our program and everybody in our program is excited about. Uh, we're going to, and we got a ton of good games at home. Uh, we're going to need the fans, and the fans are going to be a huge part of us in this game. You know, um, like we are talking about the home games last year, you know, uh, Scott, Scott and I were talking about it, you know, just with some of our home games. They're like, you can't count those as home games. <laughs> you know, I, played, <laughs> I feel like our place is such a hard place to play at. When our stadium is packed, the, the brigade is there. Yep. And, you know, it, it's a hard place to play, man. And I've had several coaches come to, you know, from come to our place and they've told I've heard about the stadium, but, man, this is a really sweet scene, and they recognize that it's a really tough place. So I'm excited about that, Glenn. I'm excited for the fact that there's going to be some normalcy. You know, seeing some sports games, uh, some the boxing matches, some of the uh, NBA games where uh, people are coming back yep. to the stadium. I was, I was thinking that exact same thing. It goes, I can't wait to see a packed stadium, man. We're gonna, and we're going to need it. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. You know, before I guess I should say before I let you go, I, I'm imagining you're not surprised when you hear that uh, Cam Kinley was making everybody uh, pay attention down at Buccaneers camp, right? Like, what a what a special individual he is. I know he's uh, delivering the graduation speech. Like, what an incredible human being that young man is. He's, he's, he's the cream of the crop. You know what I mean? Forget the football side. Of it. Just as a human being, he's as good a person as there is. No doubt. Uh, we're super excited for him and opportunities that he's getting given. Uh, but he's going to go places. You know what I mean, Glenn? I mean, after his military career, after football, uh, that guy is I mean, 
the sky's the limit for no that question. Guy. He's okay. he's remarkable. What a remarkable guy, Coach Kenny Amatololo. You're remarkable too. We are uh, we're excited that you'll be in Baltimore in 2022. But more than that, we're excited to be in Annapolis with you this fall and and have full stadiums. Always appreciate you taking time for us, sir. Uh, have a, a a safe and peaceful Memorial Day weekend, and we will talk to you again as we get ready for the fall. All right. You too, Glenn. Thanks for having me. You guys take care. Be safe. Kenny Matalolo, Navy football coach. Always appreciate our conversations with him and uh, enjoy him joining us this morning, as always. Today's show also brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repair for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com to get your free analysis. Just like that, hour number one in the books. In the books. Some um, news this morning, Michael Elias told um, the the fan that Grayson Rodriguez will be getting the bump up to Bowie. He will join Adley Rutschman there. We all like the sounds of that. That makes the timeline seem more like if he continues to trend well, that sometime next season could be practical for him. We'll, we'll see. We'll only get ahead of ourselves, but... He struck out another nine batters last night. He's been dominant at uh, high A ball at uh, Aberdeen so far to start the season. So uh, Grayson Rodriguez is getting the bump up. When we come back in, a fascinating story. Franchon Cruz Duzerne, super middleweight champion of the world. She's got a title unification bout. A Baltimore boxer who's also a fashion designer and um, a singer And it must be nice to have talent and skills. I wouldn't know anything about that. So we'll talk to someone who does next. It's Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. Hey, this is Chris Rowan from Great Ace Memorabilia. And June 27th from 12 to 4, we want to invite you out to the first ever Tucker Fest for the Brigands Brigade Foundation. Come meet Justin Tucker. Listen to a free live concert from Joey Harkham and Dave Teeth. Jeremy Kahn will be in the Express Exterior Design Dunk Booth. We'll have food trucks from Jimmy's Famous Seafood, vendors, and a huge cornhole tournament. This is a free family fun event on Sunday, June 27th from 12 to 4 p.m. at Jerry's Toyota and Bella Road. For more information, go to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. That's Great Eights with the number eight letter S. And remember, Great Eights Memorabilia, be great. For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe. With competitive pricing and an AM Best, A-minus financial strength rating, it's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. The journey begins 
on remote mountain farms and plantations in the lush tropical regions of countries like Colombia and Brazil, where the best coffee beans are grown. The beans are harvested by hand, carefully sorted, bagged, shipped, and finally roasted. And the journey ends as your cup of rich, flavorful Royal Farms coffee, the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit. And after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off every style window plus put no money down make no payments and pay no interest for 24 months 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com tell them glenn clark sent you window nation the perfect fit the latest edition of press box is available now on the cover luke jackson profiles top orioles pitcher john means and the role new pitching coach chris holt is taken with means and the entire organization inside matt kremnitzer reflects on nick markakis's career and bo smolka looks at what to expect from the ravens 2020 draft class in their second season press box is available for free at over 500 area locations including 60 royal farm stores and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. You are out. You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. Into hour number two of GCR from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of PressBox. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, We've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Uh, you can tell me when uh, when everything's good? Is that the... Well, yeah, that would be the plan. Okay. So, so, so not know. yet is what you're saying. For whatever reason, uh, we are the only ones in the, me- in the meeting at the, at the moment. Okay. Well, that's so, all right. That's we'll all right. See, we'll see, see, happens, see how yeah. that all, go, all that goes. I'll make sure that I get you a, a number that we can't uh, solve the problem if necessary. Uh, a couple more responses that came in uh, during... Do, 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 oh, apparently Brian Powell tells... We got to scrub that so it was never said. Brian, don't text me that. It's not true. I'm sorry. Not true. Brian, don't text me that in the middle of the show. I'll just read it and not read the last what, sentence. What did you just Ron Bergen? I just screwed everything up. Nothing happened. I'll scrub. Remind me to edit something before the show goes up later. <laughs> Thankfully, it's a very small live audience and a much bigger later audience. So, yuck. Brian, what are you doing, man? <laughs> Hanging me out to dry like that. Jesus. I'm Ron Burgundy. Oh, no. That was really bad. That was really bad. You'll, you'll um, hang on a second. The number I imagine is what yeah, you're... De- deal with... Uh, I, I talk, to, talk to him. Talk to him, and then I'll show you what just, heard, what just occurred. Holy crap. I'll never... <laughs> I'll never be able to explain the text that I just got from Brian Powell in the middle of the show. Why would you do that to me? (sighs) Life goes on. Life goes on. Nothing happened. Cake and punch were served. Nothing occurred. 
All right, um, we're gonna chat later on this hour with Kyle Bradish. The funny part will be for everybody who uh, listens later and didn't hear what happened. They'll never know. They'll never have any clue the gaff that occurred. That's a little my fault and way more Brian Powell's fault. Way more his fault for the text that he sent me in the middle of the show that got to the got to the most important part last in the text. Allowed me to read the entire text and then the important part. Son of a bitch. Can't believe that just occurred. Uh, anyway, we were talking earlier about the uh, Julio Jones situation. Maybe call him. Maybe make sure that that's uh, squared away. Uh, we were talking about the Julio Jones thing from um, from Has. Has says, if the price isn't the issue, then they should be inquiring about him. The core they have is guys who are ifs and maybes and potential, but not definitive. Last time I checked, potential doesn't mean guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, that as that's the point. That's literally why we're having the conversation. The idea that you have solved the problem, I'm just simply not on board with. That doesn't mean that it's not, you know, potential solution. It doesn't mean that it's not, um, you know, this, this group can't turn out to be quite good, but... Right now, I don't know for sure exactly what Rashad Bateman is. I don't know for sure exactly um, where Hollywood Brown is capable of going. I don't know for sure at all about like what Tylon Wallace is. And more than anything, my issue is with you know Sammy Watkins being the biggest part of that, which is uh, all of the evidence that I have suggests he's not the solution. So we should be connecting in just a second. We are in the process. Okay. We are all here, essentially, I believe. Okay. Uh, waiting on video on their end. Well, but, but can, can they hear us? They can hear us. They can hear us. Good morning. All right. We are in the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Press Box. It is Glenn Clark Radio. Um, our next guest, a fascinating uh, Baltimore athlete, one of the most fascinating Baltimore athletes there is. She's not only super middleweight champion of the world and has an upcoming uh, title unification bout on Triller Fight Club that she's going to tell us about that's coming up down in Miami, but as if that weren't enough, She's also a fashion designer. She's also a singer who was once on American Idol. She has so many skills. I wonder what it's like. I have none. She is the uh, the, the the one of the, just the most incredible athletes in our community. She's Franchon Cruz Desern, and she joins us now here on GCR. Franchon, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. No problem. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we can hear you all right. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. It's great to chat with you. Um, for people that don't know your background, I know you were born down in Virginia. Can you give everybody the story? How did you end up in Baltimore and and come to boxing maybe a little bit later than some people do in, in your life? Well, I was a country girl with city dreams. Uh, my mom's job relocated me to Baltimore when I was a, a very young girl. And I just got into boxing to lose some weight to be a singer. That was my ultimate goal, to be like a famous singer. And next thing you know, I'm fighting for all four belts on June 19th. Right, right. It's No, that's a very right, typical right. story. That happens all the time where you go from being a singer to one day just deciding now I'm a, I'm a badass. Now I'm going to be a, a boxing yeah. champion of the world. That's the way. Was there like a yeah. moment where... Was it always something that interested you and you just didn't have the opportunity? Or, like, was there a moment that it clicked? Like, what, what, what is that story of how you go from one to the other? So, I guess I was, a, I've always been a fighter, figuratively and literally. I used to fight in school with all the boys, girls, and everything. And um, 
I randomly fell into it, literally. Like, I was at the studio. They said you lose five pounds of singing. Lose five pounds in one day sounds good to anybody. So I said, show me the way. They took you to the gym, and I never left. No, I mean, and, and, it, and it was a quick rise for you, right? Like, you, you got yeah. into boxing, and within, like, a couple of years, y- you were clearly quite yep. good at it. <laughs> yeah, but my first, but my first, uh, my fifth fight, amateur fight, I was the national champion, made Team USA, went on for undefeated for about four years. I've traveled the world, first woman on the Pan American, female Pan American boxing team, two world medals. Plenty of Pan American medals. Then, as a professional, I became a successful as a unified champion. So it's it's I'm a they say an overnight success takes about fifteen years, so something like that. Yeah, I mean, okay, all right. So it's not really overnight, but like you know, it, it feels that way to a lot of people. Frenchon Cruz Desern is with us. Triller Fight Club uh, is where you're going to find the fight on June 19th against Alin Cedarus for. Uh, uh, Franchon defending her WBC and WBO super middleweight titles and trying to unify those with uh, the WBA and IBF super middleweight titles. The the Triller thing is fascinating to me because obviously, you know, what an impact they've had on the sport. But given your other interests, given your abilities as a singer, as a musician, given, you know, your fashion sense, how how logical was it for you and the Golden Boy team to hook up with Triller knowing like, they incorporate culture and music and things like that into what it is that they're doing. Man, you just took all the words right out of my mouth. If if Trilla was a person, it would probably be me, huh. including the snack. Huh. <laughs> but I, it's the perfect platform. And, you know, Peter Kahn was an interesting piece to make this happen. And I'm grateful for that. And I, it's a huge opportunity actually making history being the first woman, the first black woman, the first uh, of the first time in history two unified undisputed title fights have ever happened. So I mean, if like Triller came in the game and shook up the room, that's what I'm gonna do until next No, it's awesome. That's awesome. It's and it's a it's a really unique opportunity for you guys to partner up. Have you like talked about that with them? Like, hey I, yeah, I'm here to fight, but like I don't know, maybe Maybe next time I perform too. Like, have you had any of those conversations? So I had the opportunity to have Triller uh, here with me a couple of days. So that's why I'm kind of a little rough. It's been a long two days. That's and, cool. Uh, yeah. They're going to show Baltimore, DC, show a little of my life. And um, they said they were looking for an anthem singer. I was like, hey, if y'all set a check, I'll, I'll take care of it for you. Yeah, right. Why not? I mean, why not? Right. <laughs> exactly. You got the ability to. You got the pipes. Why not? That's awesome. That's a cool story. Um, uh, right, right. French, you, you know, Baltimore, I've heard you refer that this is home for you. Can you can you yes. define that for me? Like, you know, why why your connection with this city became so significant after you got here? That despite the fact that you're not originally from here, it this was the place that you said, no, this is my home. Well, I love Virginia and you know, Virginia made me in Baltimore race. Like I had to I moved here with me and my mom and didn't know anyone and now, you know, through my grind, the whole world gonna know who I am. And, you know, Baltimore is not the easiest place to make it and navigate that successfully and, and 
you know, keep your head on straight. That's the, that's a blessing. Definitely a a, a, a rose to concrete. That's how I feel. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's yeah, uh, you know, it's it's a place that certainly um, uh, it's going to sharpen you. There's no question about that. Um, and that's awesome. Yeah. The, the the moment that Baltimore has had within this sport, right? Like, and it's it's obviously it's not just you. It's not just Gervonta. It's it's Truck Simpson, right? It's 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 Travis. It's you know all of all of the Rockmon family at the same time. Can can you speak to the moment that our city is experiencing within the sport of boxing and what it's done for all of you to maybe sharpen each other? Well, I've watched some of the, I watched, you know, the Devontae trucks come up. Like, I've been doing it for a very long time, so I got to watch them grow up and, you know, they saw some things I was doing. Um, there's so many talented fighters here. You have, like, my husband is also a fighter, Gwyneth Jr. James Barry was the person I looked up to. But Baltimore, I don't think we take enough pride into what we do have. To have, especially like a fighter like me, a U.S. history, world history. And I feel like it's a lot more people the positive things from Baltimore. Yeah. Um, I think it inspire a lot more people. But I mean, I hope they embrace it. June nineteenth. They they gotta they're about to witness greatness, serious. What what you're what you're saying is, you know, if you if you really want to show how much you love Baltimore, you're gonna be signed up for Triller Fight Club is what you know, if if you really want to claim yeah. that you love Baltimore and you love Baltimore yeah. you you're you gotta be signed up for Triller Fight Club come June nineteenth. <laughs> That's the way it works, right? um you know everything that you had to go through i i know um the year between um you know what happened down in san antonio and i don't know if everybody knows the story but it was a fight that originally had gone down as a loss and i know you've talked about you you were in the ring with something that was not normal and that turned out to be quite true um then a pandemic occurs and you can't fight at all uh, for the course of a year, what what was that year like leading into, you know, coming off of that experience and then leading into this January? How great was it for you to get back in the ring and how much more prepared are you for something like this because of all of the experiences that you've had over the last year and a half? Yeah, you, man, you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, it was a it was a trying time for everybody and especially like a fighter like myself, like boxing is my main job. I do anything but you know as a fighter when I fight that's when I get my bread a little bit of my bread and um dealing with the mental stress from that last fight fighting someone who's on having you know kind of being humiliated in front of the world yeah um my husband was definitely my uh my rock it kept me focused and helped me remember my why you know because at the end of the day I love boxing I love winning I love pushing myself so we just stayed focused and you know, when they start opening up and they said, January, you can fight, I pushed through. It was super hard because everybody had that pandemic wait because keep in the house. Sure, sure. <laughs> and no gyms yeah. were open. Sure. Yeah. So thank God for him. He was in the, in the basement with me, sweating it out. My coaches communicated on the phone, got that call, got the clear test, got to the fight, got to the ring one, and now I'm here. And it taught me not to take anything for granted keep working and when that call comes it's ready i mean i by the way i you know you say everybody dealt with it i i i still am dealing with a little bit of franchise and i gotta be honest with you. Uh, 
I'm, I'm still doing it a little bit. I'm like, I'm like, man, I don't need to keep this many snacks in the house anymore. I'm not stuck yeah. in the house every day. But exactly. uh, <sighs> struggling but we made it yeah you're right we made it that is the important part we made it you know can, can you speak to you know, like the, the I, I don't know what the crowd was like in uh in january but i imagine you're going to be in front of a you know i know this is a baseball stadium down there it's going to be a massive thing i know you fought in front of big crowds before can you speak to as a fighter what that what the difference is and what that's going to mean for you to be in front of a packed house again a massive crowd fighting here in a couple of weeks well i i i consider myself you, you know i'm not like a huge famous singer that's my stage and i'm putting on and i see from the energy of the crowd even when it's negative i've walked to a, went into a stadium where i was walking to the food and by the time i was finished with them they were cheering and yelling my name so you know especially with the pandemic that we're still dealing with but we're, we're managing People need a relief. People need to, to have a moment where things seem normal. So June 19th, when I'm going to put on a show and take their minds away, and they're going to watch me come undefeated. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Hey, Francia, can you just wait? Like, what's it like to have Oscar De La Hoya as, as, like, as, a, bo- as a boss? Like, what's that? You know, it, 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 it's probably fairly normal for you. You're like, yeah, it's just the way it goes. But, like, it sounds like such a crazy thing for everybody else in the world. Let, let me let me rewind that. I'm my boss. Okay. I'm All my right. boss. All right. So listen, listen, I have a uh, particular set of skills that they like. So when I put it out there, it makes everyone look good. <laughs> but, <laughs> I love that. That's very you Liam know, you know, Very Liam Neeson of you. you. Know. Yeah. Yeah, you already know. I will find you and beat your ass. But anyway. <laughs> so, Oscar is amazing. Uh, the Golden Boys, they're, they're fun. And I, it's good to have someone who's actually been in the sport for the athletic part, also navigate the business part. Um, Bernard Hopkins is also my promoter as well. Oh, wow, he's a partner yeah. with Golden Boys. Wow. Yep. So he's actually been a huge mentor to me. You know, and he's done the things that I'm about to do as far as being undisputed. So having them and, you know, brush your shoulders, calling them up and talking and, you know, going to some meetings. It's, it's cool. It's cool. It's, it's what I envision. And to actually living my, my dream makes me go even harder. That's awesome. Oh, that's really cool. She is Franchon Cruz Duzern. And uh, June, I guess, uh, but before I let you go, Franchon, what do we need to know about Elon? What do we need to know about uh, that fight? Obviously, you know, she's got two of the belts that you want. What should we be expecting come June 19th on Triller Fight Club? A big, big mama, I don't know if it's my shirt, big mama drama show. You know, I'm going to leave it in the ring. I'm not there to play, I'm there to play. It might not be pretty, but a pretty, an ugly win is better than a pretty loss. Just know I'm coming, sequins and all. You guys are going to get looks, you guys are going to get hooked. And that's the bottom line. She's not there to play, she's there to slay. That's my favorite. That is, I love that line so much. <laughs> I can't wait for this fight. Franchon, what can we plug for you? Uh, social media, website, anything like that. Where can Baltimore yeah, sports yeah. fans be following you? Well, just know I love my city. I hope they embrace me more. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at T-H-E-H-H-B-1-1. 
D-I-V-A. So at the H-H Diva on Facebook. It's my song, Cruises in the Heavy Hitting Diva. I'm very active. Um, I'm kind of comedic. And it's fun. So just, you know, thank you for the support. Thank you for having me. And all Glenn's rock. So, I, 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 I really, I really appreciate it. Uh, uh, go slay on June 19th, Franchon, and, uh, and continue. We appreciate how you're representing our city. It's an, it's, it really is. It's an amazing thing uh, that you've accomplished and, and that you carry us with you as you do all of these things. It really means a lot. Thank you so much for taking the time for us. Thank you. All righty. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Franchon Cruz Duzerne, uh, Super Middleweight Champion, and again, the fight coming up on June 19th down in Miami on Triller Fight Club. Make sure you're checking it out at the HH Diva on Twitter. I know the audio was a little bit rough, but appreciate um, her taking some time for us this morning. It is a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. Today's show is also brought to you by Your Neighborhood Glory Days Grill where they are celebrating their 25th anniversary, and they're giving you the gifts. And those gifts are an unbelievable seasonal menu, including the smoky thigh wings, the double bacon and cheddar burger, the barbecue chicken bowl with ancient grains, as well as the strip steak sandwich, plus the turtle cheesecake, the silver anniversary IPA. It's all available right now at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. There's also some awesome ways for you to win some really cool prizes, like a trip to Devil's Backbone. You can find out more right now by going to glorydaysgrill.com. Continue along here in hour number two of the program, and we're going to make a trip down to Norfolk to chat with a member of the Norfolk Tides. And this is going to be our first opportunity to catch up with this guest. And what a start to the season he had! He got the quick bump up to Triple A. He is Orioles pitching prospect Kyle Bradish, and he's with us now here on GCR. Kyle, it's uh, Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's a uh, fellow Kyle. It's another Kyle here in Baltimore. It's <laughs> great to chat with you. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. It's great to chat with you, man. Uh, boy, you were feeling it coming out of this shoot this season. Um, uh, take me through. You know, Obviously, last year was a crazy year uh, for everyone. Baseball players, certainly a huge part of that. What was the experience like for you, and did you come into this season knowing – I, I, I'm feeling it. I've got goals, and I'm going to be moving up very quickly within this organization. Um, yeah, I always have goals, but uh, going back to last year for, I guess, kind of the shutdown, um, just tried to work on my body and increase some velo and work on my pitches. And when I get that got that call to go to the alt site, uh, I just wanted to go out there and make the most of it. Um, I think that was a really good opportunity for me. Um, a lot of people could have took the shutdown multiple ways, and I just tried to run with that opportunity. Um, and then going into the off season and in the spring training, I just wanted to go in and prove that I could uh, pitch like I did at that alt site uh, yeah. for an extended period of time. What, what, what was it? You know, like was was there anything that you experienced during the shutdown, like that you you focused on that you were able to take time? I don't. Maybe start doing yoga. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, was there anything in particular that that got you maybe to that next level that that time benefited you in some way? Um, I'm not sure if it was one certain thing. It's just, uh, I guess, being around family for that much longer uh, kind of helped the, the mental state. Um, 
And then I also got married, so that might okay. play a factor into it. Okay. Um, Congrats. Yeah, right. Thank you. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait did this did a... this allow you the time to go get married? Or was this like a thing where <laughs> yeah, like, like fine, I hey, guess this is the Kyle, time to do Kyle, it. Kyle, you got like... a little bit of time off. We gotta go get this done, pal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, uh we planned it pretty quick. Uh, there was <laughs> there uh we got engaged in December of I guess it was twenty nineteen. Um, and then we were planning for a longer engagement, but it was just the timing, uh with everything, uh, some family things going on, we just wanted to pull the trigger and uh, get married. Kyle, I'm imagining a scenario where they just looked at each other one day. You're like, kind of bored, you know? Like, <laughs> you just want to go get married. <laughs> like, that's what I like to think. I'm sure that's not exactly and how it does it's sound like out. he's sort of crediting his his wife for it's his true. success. That's true. It's all like before you guys were actually married. Right. Are you saying now to all the other guys, "Hey, go get married. It's gonna make <laughs> you a better pitcher." I mean it. It's definitely had a effect <laughs> on me, I guess we could say. It's it's good advice. I think more guys yeah. should be taking it. It's good advice. What what um you know, what did you focus on from a baseball perspective during that time? Like was there anything was there a, a pitch that you further developed just having a chance to like go throw a ball against a, you know, a wall or something? Was there anything that you focused on uh, from a baseball perspective that that changed as you returned to baseball? Yeah, it was a little, it was a tough kind of way to work through things because I wanted to stay ready for, in case I did get that call to offside, but I also wanted to uh, put on some weight and get stronger. So I had to find that fine line of throwing and staying ready and also getting better. But from the throwing standpoint, uh, just tried to work on everything. Um, command was a big thing that I wanted to focus on um, and coming into the Orioles to prove that I can throw strikes consistently. The I think that was that was a big thing. Like the alternate site, we've heard from guys who said that it was like at times a little bit refreshing to have that environment where you could work on things and not have to necessarily deal with the live consequences of working through something, but just dedicate that focus to fixing a specific thing. Was there anything like that that you were using at the alternate site that you benefited yourself because you knew that this was sort of a controlled environment where it was only for development? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just we focused on uh, throwing my changeup, trying to get that for strikes and consistent movement out of that. It's always been a tough pitch for me to throw just kind of based off of my arm slot. Um, but it was it was a little weird having that uh, live AB environment. You want to go out and compete, but you're also, you know, you're there to work on things, especially for me being one of the younger uh, guys out there. We were there to get our innings in and work on stuff for that, for this next season. Um, so yeah, just really just trying to throw strikes, work on that change up and uh, kind of fine tune my mechanics. Kyle Bradish is with us in the Norfolk Tides. Of course, one of the top pitching prospects in the Orioles system. Kyle, you know, going through what you went through, you know, being a part of the Dylan Bundy trade and and that happening at a young age for you. And I know baseball is a business, you know, like it, guys are going to end up all sorts of different places during the course of their careers if it works out for them typically. But what did being, what you know, for the positives, the negatives, from the the emotions that you go through, expecting your life to be going one way and then to have it go a completely different way. Can you walk me through like what something like that does for a player, you know, something that's got to be kind of shocking internally 
um, at such a young age to go through something like that. Yeah, it was definitely shocking. Um, I was in Hawaii at the at the time when I uh, got the call, and two days now, earlier. On, I, if you're going to go through something like this, that yeah. might not be the worst place to be to go through. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. Uh, and t- two days before they had called me, I had just proposed, actually. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Wow. So what we went from, weekend. Yeah, what a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very crazy weekend. But, yeah, being in Hawaii for that news, it was it was nice. Headed out to the beach after that one. But <laughs> I can imagine. That's yeah, funny. no. uh it was definitely shocking. It was, I thought I was going to be there with the angels, uh, for my career. I feel like most guys think that after they get drafted by a team, but, um, from day one with the Orioles, they had just been very welcoming and saying, we want you to do uh, what you do and do it well. Um, and kind of just took that and ran with it with Holti and Ramsey, the double A pitching coach, uh, I've been in contact with them since that day. So, those guys have been really good uh, with the transition over from the Angels to the Orioles. I'm actually imagining now what, which what, which did you lead with when you like got back home and saw your friends? Did right. did you lead with the news of the engagement or did you lead with the news of the trade? Like which which one was the first probably, one? That, they probably knew the second one. Maybe I, I don't know, like aunts and uncles, somebody like that. Yeah, uh, the majority of my friends and family knew we were going out to Hawaii and I was going to propose. Oh, um, okay, all right. They were in on it all. <laughs> Yeah, and then the the trade, I guess it went public after about thirty minutes after I had found out. So I didn't really have didn't time have to, to tell anybody. People. All right, here's All right. here's yeah. the real question: Which did you have more notifications from on your phone mm. after? Mm. Were they more? Can- yeah, that's a great question. That is a good one. Um, I'd say I'd honestly probably more about the trade. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was was my, there? Yeah. My wife was getting all the notifications about congratulations on that on her phone. Everyone's texting me about baseball, which is usually how it goes. Was, was there anyone in particular that was like asking about the trade that you were like, dude, you're one of my best friends. Why wouldn't you be messaging me about like me getting engaged right now? Like, did you <laughs> did you have to give anybody a bit of a seriously, bro? It it like I I thought we were better than that. Yeah, there was a there's a couple of guys that I played college baseball with that had uh, reached out about the trade and hadn't said anything about the engagement. I was like, huh, what, interesting. What jerks. Like, what <laughs> absolute jerks. Um, speaking of college, only because you just brought it up, I was going to get there later, but I, I know you guys are a couple years off. Were, were, were you teammates with Joey Ortiz at New Mexico State, or was he behind you? Like, were, were you never there together? No, yeah, uh, I played two years with him. Okay, all right, uh, you, you yeah. were there together. Have you been able to connect at all? I know you haven't been at the same level, uh, I don't think, since you've arrived in the system, but have you guys been able to connect anywhere or have any conversations? I mean, it seems like it's got to be a really cool, you know, of all the things that could play out in the world, two kids from New Mexico State who could end up at some point being together at the Major League Club. Yeah, no, our lockers and both spring trainings have been right next to each oh, other. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, which has been nice. It was nice going in, not knowing anybody, um, and seeing a familiar face right there. That's really cool, man. That's really, really cool. So, so tell me about you know your relationship with Joey, and you know he's not you know he's not a a fast riser right now in the system, but a guy that was certainly well thought of coming out. We've had him on a couple times, like the guy a ton, and and what Orioles fans need to know about him? Yeah, uh, he's a great kid. Uh, comes from a really good family. Um, 
baseball wise, he's always, I think he's always been thought of as a defender first. He's probably one of the best infielders uh, I've ever seen play um, and play behind me. But this offseason and during the shutdown, I think he really uh, ran with it with the time off. And I think he's put on about 20 pounds of muscle. He's just completely changed his body and going out from him flicking uh, singles over second base in college to putting balls off the right field wall in spring training. It's been uh, very impressive to see. No, no doubt, man. It's a really cool story that you guys could end up being in the same place at the same time. Kyle Bradish is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Kyle, um, you know, being a part of this Orioles system right now, and, you know, everybody knows what's going on, and, and you throw out whatever word you want to throw out, rebuild, whatever the whole thing is. But the excitement for the lower levels, I'm sure you felt that when you were, you know, there at Bowie with Adley and DL and, you know, you being a guy that like maybe wasn't on a lot of people's radars, but suddenly was very much on a lot of people's radars. Is there is there an excitement that comes with that, that like, you know, you're a part of something that's brewing, something that's building and that there are expectations for the group of you as you move, move closer to the major league level? Yeah, I think there's just a kind of a different vibe in the clubhouse uh, at Bowie. There was and in spring training, having all those uh, younger prospects there, uh, just the vibe uh, that everybody puts off. Everyone's working off each other, um, and just knowing that this thing's going to take off in a couple years, and it's going to be uh, very fun to be a part of. Um, you know, your experience with Adley, who, you know, has been anointed, like he's like a walking baseball messiah, the time <laughs> that you got to spend with him. Um, what, what did you take from that? And, and were you, are, are you as blown away by him as it seems like everyone within the sport appears to be? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. How could you not be? Um, he's a, for as high as a prospect and how hyped he is, he's one of the most humble people I've ever, uh, been around really funny guy um but i actually i played with adley out in the cape so oh, i had cool. got to know him from then and then i grew up in oregon for uh like 13 years and we actually played against each oh other oh my gosh man yeah how, how crazy is that yeah very crazy <laughs> that's so cool that you guys had that relationship did okay did did you know like did you when you're a kid do you know the difference between somebody right. like... Is he just like an enemy teammate that, oh, he sucks because he's not on my team? Or are you like, okay, yeah, this, this kid might be a little bit good. different. This might be special. And th maybe it's the same way with you. Did he know that you were a little bit different than everybody else was? Yeah, I mean, I think you. there's always kids in Little League that stand out. They might be maturing faster or just play better. Um, and he's always been one of those guys. Not sure what he thought of me. I wasn't a pitcher back then. Mm. I usually did the catching, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Were you to be, tell the truth? Who was the better little, little league catcher, you or him? Ooh, uh, tough question. <laughs> I'm probably gonna go with him. No, <laughs> no. Oh, I was so wanting you to. I wanted to. I was way better. That's what I was looking for. No, no. I think there's a reason I'm a pitcher now. <laughs> It wasn't going to last for you at catcher. Well, you can still maybe <laughs> try and argue that you had the better throw down to second, right? Like, you could still hold Man, on to that like one. You're, you're si I mean, like, you're, you, yeah, you're yeah. big enough that you could have stuck around it. It's not like you had, the size was a problem for you. I mean, you're, you're a big dude. Yeah. 
but he was better. <laughs> he was better, is what you're saying. It's fair. It's fair. Yeah, pitching's definitely pitching's <laughs> for me. <laughs> how did how did it end up? Like where where was the spot for you in which it became pitching? Like where was the moment where you know did, did did you do it at the same time and sort of always knew that you liked it or what was the story for you in becoming a pitcher? Yeah, growing up, I was kind of always that third pitcher on my teams. And high school was the same thing. There was two Pac-12 guys. Uh, in front of me and so I was always that third day starter or come in from playing either center or first and close out the game uh but it didn't really take off uh until college when I was a pitcher only um I think I knew I was going to be a pitcher in college uh if I played at the next level um so that's really where it took off for me. And the focus became that. It, it's turned out all right for you. It seems like you probably made the right decision, Kyle Bradish. Yeah. Uh, let me do the tough, uh, the, 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 the tough journalism now. You didn't allow a single run in three starts at Double A. You allowed two in your. What the hell happened? I mean, what in the world? Unacceptable. The standard is supposed to be zeros the west of the way. What the hell happened in the first start at Triple A? Yeah. Uh... I expect zeros every time I go out too. Um, but no, I think there was, there was definitely a jump in the level of hitters sure. from double A to triple A, especially this Knights team. Uh, they have quite a few uh, older veterans and they've probably seen some of the best arms in the major leagues right now. So uh, just wasn't really putting away guys like I had been before. Um and they were just battling off good pitches. So from there, just got to go back to the game plan and attacking um, and not trying to be too fine. I think I got a little away from that a little bit. Uh, was giving the hitters a little too more, too much credit. So just got to get back to my thing. How much is that going to benefit you, by the way? Like getting to face, you know, legitimate major league hitters that just happen to be a triple A right now. How much does that help that you're get? You know, a lot of guys will go straight from double A to the majors and not have that. How much do you think that'll benefit you to get this experience of facing legit major league guys that just happen to be at the triple A level right now? Yeah, I think it'll be very beneficial uh, going forward. Uh, just seeing the way these guys uh, get in the box um, and they have a game plan and they don't kind of they don't get away from it. And I think that's the diff that's a big difference from the lower levels guys go in with a game plan but oh they see a pitch and they want to swing uh these guys fastball in the outer half they're not looking for it so they're not swinging yep yep no uh, so just getting used to that uh being able to pitch around their plans and still uh, using my best stuff to attack um is going to really be beneficial all right before we let you go Kyle Bradish um give me an idea uh Friday night outside of baseball season when you're not like hey I'm bored we'll just go get married now um <laughs> give me give me the what's what's going on in your life what are you all about what do we need to know about you the person beyond being a, a really good baseball player and clearly a better catcher than Adley Rutschman ever was my words not yours okay yeah um yeah I know uh Usually Friday night, go out to dinner with my wife. Uh, we live out in Scottsdale, so there's quite a, uh, quite a lot of good restaurants out there. And that's usually just a low-key night now. Um, nothing crazy. Just I, dinner, maybe a couple drinks. 
I lived in Phoenix for a couple years in my early 20s. Old Town Scottsdale was not a bad place to be on a Friday night. It was No, uh, not at all. It was a lovely place to spend an evening, uh, <laughs> some of which I remember, not all of which I do, if I'm being <laughs> quite honest about it. Not all of which I remember those night, those evenings out in Old Town Scottsdale, which is a heck Absolutely. of a place, man. Uh, Kyle, yeah. what can we plug for you social media-wise? I know it's at kindabrad1 on Twitter, correct? Yeah. And then what about um, Instagram? Instagram, I believe it's uh, just at kind of Brad. At kind of Brad. Give him is a the, call Is there. the kind of Brad, do you get called Brad because your last name's Bradish? Yeah, actually, I get called Brad a lot by a lot of my teammates. <laughs> Fair it's enough. A, it's a baseball thing, man. Like, it's a the nickname thing. It's such a baseball thing that you just find it a shortened version of a name, and that's who you are now moving forward. It's just sort of the way that it goes. Yep. Um, uh, Kyle, we're so excited for you, man, that, uh, that this is working out for you so well here in this system. We can't wait to see what's next. Obviously, there's a lot of excitement about uh, what's coming for the Baltimore Orioles in the future years. We really appreciate you hopping on with us this morning and taking a few minutes. Uh, continued success and look forward to chat with you again as you get closer to Baltimore. All right. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Kyle Bradish, the Norfolk Tides. Really appreciate him uh, taking the time for us this morning as uh, it's been a it's been a, a tough like all the excitement, obviously, about the lower levels in the Orioles system, well deserved. Uh, it's a lot of great things that are happening. The results have not quite been as good for the Norfolk Tide so far to start the season. But as they start to see some more of these players, you expect that some of that to come. And as you guys are making maybe trips down to uh, Virginia Beach this summer, maybe encourage you to step on over and see the Tides while you're there. I know they're home this weekend, so if you're headed down that way, you could go check them out and some young birds. Our number two of today's program is also brought to you by our friends at Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. When we come back in, we're going in the kitchen with Kyle. What are we doing? Oh, we're doing sprouts, right? Brussels sprouts, actually. Doing some sprouts. Let's talk about that next. It's Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce Silver Anniversary New York Strip Steak, the Smoky Thigh Wings, a Double Bacon and Cheddar Burger, the Strip Steak Sandwich, Barbecue Chicken Bowl, and their Silver Anniversary Turtle Cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's Silver Anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil's Backbone, and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online when a trip to Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to C3America.com for a free analysis. 
Hey, this is Chris Rowan from Great Ace Memorabilia. And June 27th from 12 to 4, we want to invite you out to the first ever Tucker Fest for the Brigands Brigade Foundation. Come meet Justin Tucker. Listen to a free live concert from Joey Harkham and Dave Teeth. Jeremy Kahn will be in the Express Exterior Design Dunk Booth. We'll have food trucks from Jimmy's Famous Seafood, vendors, and a huge cornhole tournament. This is a free family fun event on Sunday, June 27th from 12 to 4 p.m. at Jerry's Toyota on Bella Road. For more information, go to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. That's Great Eights with the number eight letter S. And remember, Great Eights Memorabilia, be great. Baseball is back in full in 2021, and the bat around has got you covered from bell to bell. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and you can catch me along with my co-host, Zach Goodman, every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 on the bat around right here at Press Box Sports. We'll break down every win, every loss, and everything in between, plus tell you who we take to rake each week as the Orioles look to get back in the hunt and bring competitive baseball back to Baltimore. Catch us at PressBoxOnline.com slash TheBatAround or at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. That's the bat around every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 right here at Press Box sports it takes time to get rich flavorful coffee beans from the lush mountain regions of colombia and brazil to royal farms but less than a minute to get yourself a delicious hot cup of the finest and freshest coffee in the world because royal farms new swiss made coffee machines grind those rich flavorful coffee beans and brew them one magnificent cup at a time it's why royal farms makes the freshest and best coffee in the world real fresh real fast royal farms Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. This is GlennClarkRadio.com. Nothing but net. Glenn Clark here for Window Nation right now. Get 50% off all styles of windows. Plus, put no money down, make no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. 866-90NATION or visit WindowNation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Window Nation, the perfect fit. So, uh, Brian Powell followed up. Thought you were going to... Thought you were going to read the text while you were... Apparently, he sent it while we were playing the interview with Niamatololo. It's like, I thought maybe you'd read the whole text during the interview, and then you'd know. Like, if it's if, if that's a situation, maybe lead with, lead with, hey, don't read this out loud. Especially when you've been the ombudsman for this program a time or two. I'm just going to be inclined to... I, I'd still love you, Brian. I'm not... I'm not no, if somebody else is mad at us, then we'll have to This is it for that. me. I don't love you anymore. Oh, this was the moment? Yeah. This was the I one. I still this loved was, you after watching you eat 20 ounces yeah, of Chick-fil-A right. sauce like this, a sociopath. This was the breaking point for Kyle, however, was this one. No, it's these things happen. If it becomes an issue, we'll, we'll deal with it then. And I don't know what that looks like, but it probably doesn't go well for us. All right. Um, it is a Friday edition of the program, and every Friday we go in the kitchen with Kyle. It's time for Kyle in the Kitchen. Kyle in the Kitchen is taped in front of a live studio audience. Kyle in the Kitchen is brought to you this week by KNS Automotive in Hamden for over 40 years. KNS has been restoring, repairing, and maintaining foreign and domestic vehicles with a focus on exceptional workmanship and quality customer service. 
everything from something as simple as an oil change to major body work. They've got you covered. Give them a call, 410-235-6660, or go to knsimports.com. That's K&S Automotive, knsimports.com. Uh, a request related to Kyle in the Kitchen. Oh, yeah? Please get me the uh, the notes and the index card a little bit sooner than you. Last usual. week was particularly, uh, yeah. the. it was uh, problematic on my part, but I apologize. I, 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 I'm just, it's just a request. That's I hear you. Problem. I hear you. All right. What, uh, what are we doing this week? A little Brussels sprout action. Okay. Um, so I'll start with the, let's say the, we have an ideal form of Brussels sprouts, right? Like there's a perfect Brussels sprout in my opinion. Okay. And it is one that is simultaneously, you know, luscious. Maybe you've mixed in some bacon or like a nice cream of some sort. So lots, I, however, of, lots of fat. A lot of way to like, you know, spice up. These, these aren't your heavy fat Brussels sprouts. These okay. aren't your, I'm not going into a, like a cast iron with some lard and bacon and co- this isn't the way we're doing okay. this. Okay. You, do you like a lighter? These are roasted. I like okay, my vegetables yeah. roasted. So you like some of that flakiness. I like to get, now, paramount importance is crisp. If you're not getting crisp Brussels sprouts, get out of my face. Uh, you know, I'll I've, eat them out of respect. But uh, you know, I've had some that are mi- like the Brussels sprouts that are mixed with like grapes and mixed with um, sure, like that are a little bit of a softer Brussels I like sprout. I the don't... sweetness involved, yep. but yep. you can have both. You can have them sweet. You can have them crispy. I'm going to show you the picture here of what I've done here. What we're working with here is a nice maple sriracha Brussels sprouts. Okay. Now they they, they are they are pleasant aesthetically. Yes. Now. It's two-part process in the oven here. Now, of course, you start as you would with any uh, vegetable. You were going to prepare it on the cutting board. Now, as everyone knows, with the Brussels sprouts, you're cutting off the little bottom, the bottom guys. Not all of the bottom. You want to leave a little bit of the bottom, not the, 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 the tough bottom part, the stems, if you will. Cut those off, and you have them. You got your halves in a bowl on the side. Set those aside. Get a nice mixing bowl if you don't have one. What it's about nice your have-nots? Have. What do you do with those? Toss them. Oh, okay. All right. And so... Tough but fair. You know, you've got your your shrapnel and your scraps on the cutting board. What did you throw away at the end? But you're gonna have all your all your Brussels sprouts. Throw them in your little mixing bowl, and then once you got them all halved and mixed, and you're gonna want to also. This is important because this is where the fun the fun begins when you're cooking it. You're not want to like I'm learning through the years. You don't want to throw away those extra leaves when you cut off the bottom part. Yeah, yeah. Those will separate, and you're like, oh, now I'm left with half a sprout. Yeah. And the leaf on the side. Yeah. This isn't how I intended this. This right. isn't how God intended no, this. No, I don't think so. So you're like, well, what do I do with it? I Not want that it to be I know pretty. I want, I want it to be pretty, right? I want my plate to be pretty. That's what they always say. That's what they do say. So you're going to like, I'm going to throw these extra leaves away. I don't need them. Wrong. You might not need them, but they really do make the difference between just crispy and a beautiful crisp okay. at the end. Okay. Because those extra leaves that are just sitting on the parchment paper when they're cooking are the ones that just completely crisp up, right? That are going to be brown and almost like a potato chip of Brussels sprouts, if you will. Interesting. So you're going to get all that in your mixing bowl, your halves and your stra- your little loose leaves, your loose leaves, and toss that in a nice mixture of olive oil, salt, pepper, red pepper flakes. I might have gone a little heavy on the red pepper flakes last night, but it was nice and spicy. I like it spicy. I mean, uh, Frank likes it hot. Uh, and and uh, Groban likes his ladies to pop. Yes, indeed. Um, Frank likes his mustard hot. That's what yeah, it is, I mean, right? right? That's I, what think, the I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
So you tossed it in your olive oil, your salt, your pepper, okay. your red pepper flakes. I did some garlic powder as well because garlic is belongs in most every recipe, I feel. Don't disagree with that necessarily. And did a nice mix Not in the mix. Every, but I mean, most I every savory recipe. Did a nice toss. Tossed it a little. Tossed the salad, if you will. I've heard that about you. Now you lay the parchment paper out. You're going to preheat your oven to 425 here. 425. That's the perfect roasting temperature for vegetables, in my opinion, but that's another story. 425 for your sprouts. You're going to lay your paper down. You're going to lay your sprouts down. I've always thought of you as more of a 420 man. Ah, very funny. You're going to pour your your sprouts onto the baking sheet, and you're going to arrange them uh, cut side down. So they're going to be flat side mm-hmm. facing on the bottom of the sheet get mm-hmm. that nice what what you can of the brown during that initial cooking process mm-hmm. so you've got them all turned over facing up you got your loose leaf spread around right those little those little leaves i talked about yep. earlier that are ready yep. to get nice and crispy and you're gonna toss it in the oven at 425 for a solid 18 or so minutes okay and where i have not yet fully perfected sprouts i will acknowledge is there is an ability to get both crispy sprouts and and I'm not saying the interior are mushy, but I like a little bit more chew in my vegetables, right? Like I like them like my broccoli to be firm and mm-hmm. all of that. So there is a way I think out there, and I haven't learned yet. So John, if you want to pitch in, anybody with tips on sprouts about how to get what I'm talking about can give me any advice. I'd welcome it. There's a way to make it so there's still a mouth chew to the sprout itself while also having that beautiful crisp. And I've yet to perfect that, but these are still delicious. So. I don't know that I know that answer either. Yeah. After your 18 minutes where they've been roasting. Okay. Pull them. And you're going to use, um, what are these called? Tongs. Yeah, tongs. Some tongs. Right. You're going to use some tongs. I know those. You're going to turn them over. While you're, or before you start turning them over, you're going to switch your oven to broil. Broil on high. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And. I should add, the positioning of the oven rack, of the place where the sprouts were sitting, not the top, top tier, but near, closer to the top. You're going to move it up a level, not your normal middle of the oven game here. You want it to be less distance between the flame and the sprouts. You want them, and this is for the entire cooking process, not just for the broil. Okay. So after you've removed them, you're flipping them over with your tongs so that you're exposing the face side cut down part, you know, putting that up. So uh, you can uh, see the... Uh, the ability is face down and ass up. Correct. Yeah. You can see the initial browning on there. You're like, that looks nice, but it's not what I want it fully yet. That's why we're broiling it. Oh. So we're turning them over, okay. flipping them, throwing it in the broil section for about three to five to six minutes. Now it's about what you want to do for how long, how brown you like it, you know? Yeah. And you could even pull, like I pulled some of the ones that were ready before, just in case I didn't want to, you know, ruin the beautiful ones. Okay. And then after about three to five minutes of a broil. By the way, great Prince song. Which one? The beautiful one. There you go. Yeah. Uh, after the nice broil, you pull them, and you got your your sprouts. Now, this is good. This is good. You like that? Yeah, I do. Now, the finishing touch. Take equal parts sriracha. So, when you say equal parts, how much? I am a more of a eyeball kind of man. So okay. if I get a ramekin, right? Say you get a little t- tiny ramekin that yeah. you would get for your sauces. For your sauces. Yeah, I got all, I got a lot of sauces. Right. I'm putting sriracha in the bottom of said ramekin and just about covering the entire of the bottom, right? Like Yeah. And so at that point, 
I take my maple organic yeah. maple syrup, yeah. raw, hundred percent pure. See, this is raw this is syrup. my only issue here. What your maple syrup? Yeah, I don't care for maple syrup. I don't. You don't like... Are you? Did you get exposed to the real stuff? Are you no, familiar I've, with I'm, the? Trust, trust me, I've had real maple syrup. I I'm worried you're just meeting the, the cover bands it's all these years. It's still quite sticky. You can't no, no, get no, no, away no. from that. You're wrong. No, it is. It's still quite sticky. You're wrong. Even a the nice, real maple syrup. A real organic maple syrup I, is I, one that you don't even need to squeeze I'm not, I'm the container how, to know, get out. I know now, it. as I'm saying, equal parts maple syrup and sriracha. You're going to mix that up with a fork or whatever, a whisk, if you happen to have just a crap ton of whisks in your house. And I you do. I use do. It for I just, that's, yeah. It's also a band that I, I was in, high, in college, I'm, the crap ton of I'm whisks. a man who's a salt of the earth. I use forks for yeah. this. Uh-huh. And you're going to get that nice and mixed. And what you've got is a beautiful little glaze of mm. sorts. And you're going to drizzle it over your plate of sprouts. And those crispy loose leaves, not losing any crisp. Not at all. It's almost like a nice crispy salad with a little bit of uh, sriracha maple there. And the half sprouts, tasty as all get up. So I believe that to be true. I would like to replace the maple with something. I don't care for the maple. I I think I would prefer honey. I think I would prefer honey in this situation. I don't. I'm just not. I'm not a maple. I like maple syrup. I'm not in any Organic. Hey, look, I'm not going to, whatever they're calling it these days, I don't love that stuff. But. Wait, what? You know what I'm talking about. The main, the the, the oh, mainstream oh, syrup yeah. that is not organic, raw, 100 yeah, yeah, yeah. percent from a tree. Yeah. Whatever that stuff is, the sludge. I, I don't. I I'm don't. not having any of that. I don't want any of that. If it's between using that and and honey, I would absolutely go honey. There's no doubt in my mind. But I like maple syrup. Also, a great Mariah Carey song. No doubt in my mind. Yeah. Or no, 100 percent honey. 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 Oh, yeah. honey. Also, a good uh, Jessica Alba film. Um, ah, I'd forgotten about <laughs> that one, actually. That was a good one. Was it, though? Yeah, um, it wasn't a great film, but it was Jessica, it was Jessica Alba, Alba, and she could do no wrong yes. in it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's basically where we're at. And I ate them all, and they were delicious. All right, so how many Kyle, or how many Ottenheimers out of 100? I think that these, so this was the first time I did the glaze at the end. I've done it uh, raw sprouts out of the oven, roasted. They're still tasty. Not as good as with the glaze. The glaze really sets it over. I would going to give this one 83. Oh, I mean, see, this is like I'm a tough grader. I'm not going to like I'm not going to pretend I'm the best cook in the world. I know I could be doing things that would yeah, make like them Emerald's a higher got score. you by a little bit. Not yet. I think that that Bobby Flay, though, he does. OK. All right. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, so like, 83. If Guy, if Guy Fiery got 80 million dollars yeah, from the a little under the, that, you're, you'd be like it. What? Just a little. under. OK. That. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, not there right. yet. Give me a year or two. Yeah. Right. No, I'll be I think you'll be there. One hundred percent. Once we get more cow in the correct. kitchen episodes. Correct. Up. Correct. Um, and so as far as sides go, I think this was my favorite preparation of sprouts I've done. Your favorite preparation of sprouts. And I like done. to I want to add to my um, my quiver, you know. I want to add more arrows uh, to no, my I quiver. Appreciate, I appreciate that. I appreciate having some other things to go to, like when the boys come over. Sure. That you say. Oh, you, you want to? You want to try? You haven't tried my sprouts? Yeah, right. That's that's what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah, I think that's a good. I think that's. So I think this is. It's a jumping off point. Now, if you don't like the name for a sauce, if you don't like what I've glazed them with, yeah. Keep in mind. You can do whatever you want. Wait, what? I'm allowed to post roast. I'm allowed to do other things. Post roast, you could do whatever you I want. I thought the for rule was whatever you said. But what you've got is a nice foundation of nice crispy sprouts with some spice and a little bit of garlic to be further enhanced by what you choose to put on. I put a maple sriracha, and I loved I, it. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right, there you go. Those are the uh, the maple sriracha Brussels sprouts for Kyle in the kitchen this week. 
We will get that up a little bit later on today at uh, glennclarkradio.com in the greatest hits. We are winding down for a Friday edition of the program and for the week in general. Ooh, ben, had a, ben had a comment. Let's be, oh, yeah? Ben, of course, in San Francisco. Yes. I've made them before where the initial time in the oven involved wrapping the sheet in aluminum foil so it also steams the sprouts. Not sure. I think that has to change the texture almost to cook them more. I would think that would make them softer than I would that it would make them more firm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Because you're steaming it, and so yep. it's like cooking it twice almost. I almost think that you're more likely to get the bite in the way that I'm doing it, and that what we're talking about might be yeah, about if the you're looking heat specifically you're for the crunch, if what you're specifically looking for is that crunch part of it, and it's the crunch is on. I know the crunch is on the outer leaf. That's what's making the crunch most of the time. But there is a middle ground between both crunch on the outside and still a little bit of bite and firmness where you know that you're eating like the cabbage aspect of it sort of while it's – so that's that's more what I'm talking about. But yeah. Ben, I have not tried to do the steam method also. I personally like I, – I don't like vegetables that I would consider to be overcooked, right? Like I don't yeah, like I mushy that. vegetables. I, I, that's, I think that's a fine line though because I'm telling you, I have had – softer Brussels sprouts that, again, in combination with grapes and in combination... And, like, the flavor that they're adding makes it so you're not worried at all and thinking about it. I get that. There's certainly the room for that. And I would say that these are even more in that category than I would have liked. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. But, um, and also the difference in variance in size, right? You're going to get different sized sprouts in your bag. So, like, it's not like you're going to have uniformity. As far as some are going to be big, some are going to be little, so they're inevitably going to be cooking at different paces. You're not going to be perfect. All right. All right. Very good. It's Kyle in the kitchen. Uh, Appreciate that. Let's wind down for the week here on GCR. Tidbit is brought to you today by Great Eights Memorabilia and Tucker Fest, which is coming up on June 27th at Jerry's Toyota. It's going to be an amazing day celebrating uh, the future Hall of Famer, maybe the greatest kicker of all time, uh, Justin Tucker. He is the greatest kicker of all time. Well, I mean, I, I know Adam Benatieri retired this week and because he made more Super Bowl kicks. I, whatever. You know, you get the point. No kicker has ever been better at this point in their career than Justin There's Tucker. no doubt about that. That's for sure. Um, by the way, was Adam Benatieri even in the league last year? When he retired, was he was, – was this one of those bits he where, like – might on the Colts. I think he was still on the Colts. He got hurt at the beginning of the year. Is that what year, happened? And all then right. they had to sign, like, other guys. All right, all right. So I guess he kind of was retiring. It seems more like the league was letting him know that he was retired. That's always the bit that I, somebody's like, ah, I'm retiring. It's more like, no, everybody else decided for you that you were retired. That's kind of the way that it worked. Anyway, the point of this being Justin Tucker's not. He's, he's very good still to this day and could still be for some time. And uh, you can go hang out with him, get your picture and your autograph for just 50 bucks. Now you say, hey, 50 bucks, really? Well, that's because we're raising the money for the Brigantz Brigade. That's what Tucker Fest is all about, which is an amazing charity. And, uh, of course, one that we care about a lot because of OJ and, uh, and Chandra and their family's fight against ALS and what they're trying to do for everybody else who's going through the same fight. If you just want to come out and hang out, you don't need to pay anything at all. You don't need a ticket. You can just show up June 27th at Jerry's Toyota. It's going to be a day-long festival. Includes live music from Joey Harkham and Dave Teeth. Includes the Cornhole Tournament, the live broadcast, the dunking booth. Jeremy Kahn's getting in there. 
there is just going to be some food trucks, other vendors, so much happening at Jerry's Toyota that day, right there on Bel Air Road in Fullerton. It's going to be an awesome, awesome day of revelry. Plus, you can meet Justin Tucker again. Got to get your ticket for your picture and autograph right now at GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. That's the number eight, GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. And while you're there, you can find out about many of the other wonderful events and signings that they have coming up with Great Eights Memorabilia. Tid bit of the day. Did you know that Brussels sprout? No. Mm. Um, so be, that would be fascinating. Could have done a tidbit on yeah, Brussels right. sprouts. Next time, maybe I will. I, uh, I or like next that. time with Kyle in the kitchen, I have more okay. opportunity to okay. do other kinds of things, perhaps. Right. So the Orioles didn't do great yesterday. They got struck out quite a bit. Uh, this was actually Dylan Cease's third 10 plus strikeout start since 2019. I, He's I had was, 36 starts. Aware. 36 starts. So one out of every 12 starts of Dylan Cease's young career have been 10 strikeout performances. That certainly sounds good. Take in mind or keep in mind. Do you know what 272? What if I want to take it? 272 divided by three is. It's roughly 90. Yeah, I was going to say 90.66, I believe. Yeah, something like that. Well. One out of every 90.66 starts. I actually would have gotten that. One out of every 90.66 starts, the Orioles get a 10 strikeout performance. All right. So <laughs> Dylan C is at a little bit of a better rate okay, than but, the Orioles. But, but in fairness. Yes. Uh, his 29 str- swinging strikes induced yesterday tied one Jacob DeGrom for the most in a single game. That guy's this all right. Season. So. Guys, all right. I know you lost some money betting on baseball. I don't want to talk about it. Well, here's a little pointer for you. No, thanks. As far as betting on baseball is concerned, oh, yeah? if you had been betting on the Cubs for the last 23 games, it might have behooved you to know that, or maybe it behooves you to know now. They've gone 23 consecutive games without a loss by multiple runs. That's amazing. That's the longest streak by a National League team since the 1988 Mets. That doesn't really help you if they're favored. Did it in 24 straight. But I don't know how many of them they are favored in. I don't don't know. Just a little fun fact. How about that? Of course, John Means pitching very well, but he's not on the Cubs. No, he's not. He's also not Dylan Cease. No, he's not He is among the best pitchers in baseball so far this year. Okay. He is one of... You guys just throwing out things like that. One, two, three, four, five... Six different pitchers, including John Means, have a 1-8 ERA or lower and at least 64 strikeouts on the year. For what it's worth, John Means, Wait, wait, six different pitchers do? The fewest strikeouts among those pitchers is John Means with 64. There are five pitchers with a sub- 1-8 1-8 ERA. John Means also has the worst ERA of the group. What the, What is going on in pitching this year? The hitting just haven't been great. Yeah, that's true. Sub-1-8 with at least 64 strikeouts. Name the other five. DeGrom. DeGrom has a 0.8 ERA currently. I hear he's good. And yes, Jesus he has Christ. the uh, requisite strikeouts. Although he only has 74, the loser. That bum. That bum. Get him out of here. Uh, Woodruff. Woodruff is at 141 with 73. Cole. Cole. Not on the list. Ooh. 181. Well, and I think I will have sucks. to say that there are four then, because I think I did accidentally include Cole. So at 181, he is out of the list. So there are, I think, two more that you have not named. Bauer. Bauer has a 207 ERA. 
get him out. Right. That guy is terrible. Remember when like, remember when a four ERA we were like, yeah, that's pretty good. I know, right. Uh, there are three you haven't named still. There's for what it's worth. Three I haven't named. Uh Darvish. Darvish. One seven five seventy four. He is indeed okay. one of them. Um Max Scherzer, I don't. Two two seven ERA, eighty five strikeouts. He's got to. How, how does he even look at his family right now? <laughs> uh, Kevin Gosman, one five three really? ERA, five and zero record, and seventy six strikeouts. <laughs> and by the way, I'm happy for him. Yeah, I mean, I am too. It's just you know. I know it's always going to be better. It's tough. It's tough, man. It's just tough. Uh, okay, so there's one more, or there's two more? There are... There's one more. One more. And this is the guy that I'm not sure you've even heard oh, of. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> well, that's tough, because I was going to name guys that I've heard of. <laughs> so you're asking me to just maybe make up a name. He has pitched in 10 starts this year. Is it a Pedro... No. Is it a He is in the NL East. Okay, but again, if I've never heard of him. Maybe you have, right? Maybe you have. Maybe I'm the one who, having never heard of him before this year, is the one on the outside looking in. Oh, I'm going to guess you're you're not. (laughs) I'm going to get. Does he pitch for the. Does he pitch for the Mets? He's a young buck. He's 23 years old. He does not pitch for the Mets. Oh, is he Matt and Nick Jackson? The young bucks? That's what it is. is. You know their real names? Uh, the Young Bucks? This is this different? This is a wrestling thing? Yes. Okay, I was thinking Young... Oh, you were thinking, I was thinking of, the... of Young Buck and the Young right, Guns right, from my childhood. Okay. Yes, my bad. Uh, is he a Brave? He's not. Is he a Marlin? He is. No chance. <laughs> no effing chance. This pitcher has made 10 starts to the tune of a 175 ERA I, and 70 strikeouts. It's Sandy Alcantara. It is not. Then I cannot tell you who it is. It is 23-year-old Trevor Rogers. Oh, Trevor. Trevor Rogers. Rogers yeah. is uh, having... Plus, plus, he was in that terrible accident when he was supposed to marry Hillary. Indeed, indeed. I think awful. he's still technically a rookie, I believe. That would still qualify as a rookie. He only made six starts last year or seven starts last year. Okay, so I imagine... That sounds is... like the better part of the season last year. I'm not sure if he does still qualify as a rookie or not. Man, I don't know. But regardless, his quote-unquote sophomore campaign has been pretty damn good. Yeah, so seems, far as he seems, finds himself among baseball's best. Like it. it might be time for me to have heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> I'll look into that. You get me some more info about old Trevor. That terrible was a bungee jumping accident. That's how Trevor died. Is that? Do I remember that correctly? From which thing? Who dies in a hang gliding accident? From Fresh Prince. When oh, Hillary oh, oh, was going to marry oh, the, yeah, the yeah, TV yeah, guy. Yeah, that was bungee jumping. Yeah. Didn't he like pro- die proposing? I to believe her. that he did. Yes. Which I was took it to wedding crashers for a very second. dark moment for what was supposed to be a comedic scene. Yeah. Like it's one of those things. They they set the whole thing up. It was as a bad finish. This comedy. It was a bad finish. Yes, this. it was the. It yeah. was not cheeky. <laughs> it was a really weird bit. Looking back on it, we're like, no, this is not the type of thing we make jokes about. Someone has actually died this way. It triggers someone when that's the case. All right. Uh, tidbit also brought to you this week by the Stan the Fan Variety Hour. If you missed Stan and Ross on Monday night chatting with Mike Bordick or Stan and Gary Stein catching up with Towson football coach Rob Ambrose. Find both shows right now by going to facebook.com slash pressboxsports and click on the videos tab or 
Go to PressBoxOnline.com, and you can find him there as well. Stan Shows, as always, brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repair for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com for your free analysis. Here is what's coming up totally tubular-wise. Totally tubular is brought to you by the PressBox print issue. John Means, we were just talking about him. We've heard of him, unlike Trevor Rogers. Maybe in Miami they would say, I've never heard of John Means. Don't know. Uh, but John Means is on the cover of the new print issue of Press Box, which you can get right now for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms or any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box. All right. Um, this weekend, let's sort of go over some of the stuff that matters. Orioles, White Sox, as the Orioles try to win one. Maybe they'll maybe they'll win a game. Who knows? Mass and two tonight. Eight o'clock, Matt Harvey and Dallas Keuchel. I don't think that's the one they're winning. Uh, tomorrow, Masson, 2 o'clock, John Means and Lance Lynn. So you would feel good, except Lance Lynn is, is really good, too. Sure. So that's, that's tough. Bet the under, I guess. Yeah, Sunday, Masson, two, uh, 2 o'clock for Keegan Aiken and Lucas Giolito. Don't feel great about that one. Giolito's been weirdly bad against teams that aren't like the um, – he's like dominated two teams this year, and then everyone else has touched him. All right, so clearly Keegan Aiken's beating him on Sunday. Yeah. Bet everything on that one. That's what Kyle Ottenheimer says. Uh, lacrosse, uh, the women right now in action over at Towson, doubleheader on ESPNU, North Carolina, Boston College, then at Northwestern Syracuse, and then the championship game will be Sunday at noon on ESPNU. The men tomorrow, uh, starting at noon, uh, North Carolina, Virginia, and then Maryland Duke, 2.30, uh, both games on ESPN2. The Champions League final is tomorrow afternoon, Man City and Chelsea at 3 o'clock, obviously, uh, everybody's been trying to force the issue. Look, I'm not – I'm happy for Zach Steffen. I'd be happier if he was the primary goalie, right? Like, if he was the guy that was doing it, it would mean a little bit more to me than just the fact that he's on the roster. That doesn't mean quite the same to me in terms of Zach Steffen and being a former Terp. Not that I'm – you know, it's it's cool. It's cool. It's neat. And obviously we're all, you know, Christian Pulisic guys. Like, that's a great thing, but it would just mean more from a local standpoint if Zach Steffen was the guy, like, doing the thing. Uh, as far as uh, anything else that matters this weekend, um, the U.S. men play a friendly tomorrow as well, too. Why would they put that on up against the Champions League final? That's tomorrow got me. at 2 o'clock on ESPN against Switzerland. That is a really weird bit. ESPN and NBC Sports Washington tomorrow night for Sixers-Wizards, game three at seven. Find the rest of the playoffs um, uh, at glenclarkradio.com. The Indianapolis 500 is Sunday at 12.30 on NBC. Uh, there's a uh, AEW pay-per-view Sunday night, 7.30 on BR Live. Everything else, GlennClarkRadio.com is the place to find it. Anything non-sports-wise that matters? Oh, do 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 HBO's, they're doing that like new late-night sort of show with Sam J. I don't know it. It's called Pause. What's Sam, who is Sam? Sam J. She's a comedian. I don't know Sam J. She's a comedian. She's in would some I, Netflix would, specials. Would I enjoy her work? Uh, yeah, I believe she's she's pretty funny. Okay. She's, uh, I think she's like a black lesbian, I believe, is what it's just her, her that's who she is. Um, Would I know her for anything else? Netflix is where I saw her but first. Did, did she, has she done any acting? I, you know, honestly, I can't tell you. I think okay. she may have been in, maybe in roles here and there, but she okay. was a c- comedian first. I know that she's primarily a stand-up comedian, but a uh, sort of late night, night format. I'm not sure whether it's only Friday nights, whether this just is kicking off, but it's tonight at 9 o'clock on HBO. It's okay. called Pause right. with Sam J. Do, 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 do. There's a something called Lavelle Crawford, the oh, comedy I, I vaccine. I love La- Lavelle Crawford's a funny 10 man. o'clock tonight on Showtime. Isn't Lavelle Crawford part of um, 
Oh, what he was on something. What was he on that you would you like? You would like Lavelle. He, he was uh he was the um it, he was the comedian from that episode of um Sunny. You would as soon oh, as you, oh, as soon oh, as you see him. Yes, He's thank mudslide? you. That's who he is. He's mudslide. All right. Yes. Uh, that's good. He's on Showtime tonight, ten o'clock. Do, do, do. Sunday, you got your you know, AJ. The AJ's on. Oh at, yeah, uh, most 10 wanted, most wanted treasures. The guy AJ Francis on A and E, of course. Yeah. Uh, HBO has Mayor of East Town. People are really into that show. I might check I, it out. I, it's point. like it, I well, just want to do it because of the accents, but I also don't well, know. And, if I, and Jeremy was raving about it last. I week, mean, it's supposed to be so. really dark, also, which is something that I don't know if I need, but I always end up signing up for anyway. But um, stuff and things. Check it out. Okay. Glenn Clark Radio. If you insist, I'll do that. All right, very good. Uh, thanks today. Oh, you know what? I guess let's do some housekeeping, first of all. One, um, we will not be on on Monday. No show. Kyle won't be on all next week. He's going to uh, Columbia. Um, so I'll have uh, Paul Valley with me on Tuesday and Zach Goodman with me for the rest, rest of the week next week. We'll be back on Tuesday. No show on Monday. Uh, please have a peaceful and safe Memorial Day weekend, you know, take some time, think about it all. Obviously, we're going to be out. Everybody's going to have some fun this weekend, but peaceful and safe Memorial Day weekend. I love that we're back to normal. That's a great thing, but, like, you still have to remember to not drink and drive. You still have to remember that, like, if you're out at a pool and you got kids, two seconds is too long. Your eyes must be on them at all times, period. So, like, those things, love, love, that we're going to be able to get together and some revelry. Hopefully the weather holds up. I know that's not looking promising for the weekend. Um, but as you do it, please keep those things in mind. Safe, peaceful Memorial Day weekend. We will be back on Tuesday. Um, Zach and Paul will be on tomorrow morning for the bat round. So there'll be normal show tomorrow. Uh, I think Stan's changing his schedule a little bit next week because of the holiday as well. I'll get you those details. We will be back for a show on Tuesday. Thanks today to every... Oh, you know, I guess we should thank the guests first. Thanks to um, Kenny Matalolo. Thanks to Kyle Bradish. Thanks to Franchon Cruz Duzern. We'll get all that up in the greatest hits section of the... Arch. Tab at glennclarkradio.com. We have no idea who's coming up on Tuesday at all. It's so far away, and Kyle's going out of town, so he sure as F does not care either. Yeah. I do need you to, like, give me an update on things like like people that we were supposed to They all said they hate you. No, I just need you to actually spend... Before you leave, I need the index card in the picture. I need a couple of minutes on just where we are with certain things okay. all right i do have to head out soon so we gotta hurry <laughs> well whatever uh, moral of the story being you can do it at three o'clock i don't care when you okay. do it before you leave the country i need you to do that okay is the point okay um thanks today to everybody at press box all of our great sponsors and partners including the u.s army glory days grill window nation royal farms chesapeake employers insurance exxon mobile KS automotive c3 american exteriors great eights memorabilia bradley and nikki bozeman foundation your local toyota dealer buyatoyota.com Thanks, Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter at K. Ottenheimer. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great, safe, peaceful, relaxing weekend. Uh, go Birds. Go Maryland Lacrosse. You echo that, too. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too. <laughs>